Wait, wait, wait. Stop, stop, stop. Pump the fucking brakes. What? What are you putting on that pretzel? Ketchup. Heinz ketchup. It's G- delicious. It, it, Disgusting. Uh, that, that's sacrilegious. It's I, not sacrilegious. I, Mustard or cheese? No. No. I Look, this is a Philly pretzel. Right. This is Heinz ketchup. I'm a unifier. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Okay. You so, know, I, I this really... This Heinz mustard. I, I really find it hard to... That's argue. disgusting. I really find it... Mustard on a pretzel yeah. is godlike. <laughs> That's god tier. No, granted, they have like 12 different dips you can choose from down there. Uh-huh. Yeah, not one is ketchup. Right. Well, ketchup's not a dip, it's a sauce. It's not a sauce, it's a fucking condiment. And a low-level one at that. They have mustard. Three different types of mustard. Ketchup goes good on hot dogs, mm. hamburgers, mm. steak. Mm. Whoa. I, I, <laughs> Whoa! I know. I know. Don't. <laughs> don't talk to me anymore. Look, ketchup is just a less tangy version of barbecue sauce. What do, you put, what do you put on mozzarella sticks? Oh, that I use marinara. Is that okay? Yeah, that's fine. That's okay, fine. good. That's fine. Any, that's fine. any other fucking burning questions you got for my food? None. <laughs> No. Wait, I'm sure they'll come up. Well, they probably will. I, I am a culinary genius. You all know that. Uh, you, no, mm. you no, are. No, no, no. Don't get them talking about no, it. No, 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 no. The thing with Bill Salt and genius are never fucking intertwined. The only genius that, that has to do with him is his jean jacket. That's right. Well, I, I dress this way because today we're doing metal in the 90s. So I figured I would dress like I did in the 90s. And like you dressed in the Every 80s day. and like you dressed in the 2000s Jeez. and the 2010s Christ and up to fucking today. You haven't changed the way you dress. I met somebody today that uh, that knows you. Yeah, Tom. He told me. OK, uh, I didn't. I never got his name. I, I, I want to say, did he ask him for an autograph? But then I figured I already gave him my autograph. So, I mean, you know, he only needs one of us. Yeah, well, he could have got the good one. Jim. There you go. See? I gave Jim here. here you go. No, 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 no. That's here, not, here not, you go. Now you can sell that that wrapper uh, now for high end dollars. If you mm-hmm. haven't figured it out, we have our uh, we have our cohort Jim with, with us today. Hello. Mm-hmm. He's our red, resident grunge aficionado. Yes, and since we're right now officially in the pre-grunge era, uh, he, or, or or would that be proto-grunge? I'm not sure. I know it's Look. I know it's like it's. <laughs> I know it's post glam. You know what both of you guys can do? Uh-oh. Oh, yeah. he's digging yeah. in a yeah. sack. Yeah. You can both eat a bag of dicks. Oh, wow. Jim there bought, you go. Jim bag bought of dicks. bags of dicks. <laughs> he, nice. That is awesome. Thank you. I appreciate oh, that. I've got a lot of pink dicks in mine. I, I, <laughs> eat a bag of dicks. I bet you've had a lot of pink wow. dicks. Wow. You were, wait, you, were, boy, you were waiting for You were waiting for that. Oh, I was waiting for that. No, after, after listening to the 1989 yesterday... By the way, I just finished it yesterday. I'm like, I'm, I'm fucking buying him a bag of dicks today. I don't know what. I appreciate I, that. I don't I know really what do. I don't know what I might have. That's probably all on you because I didn't say anything untoward. No, never. No, never. Never. Not you. You're fucking innocent. Always, always, always. All right. Um, before we dive into 1990, mm-hmm. I do want to touch on something. And Jim and I talked about this a little bit last night. Um, we had a very tragic event in the music world. Yeah, uh, this past week, with uh, the passing of Taylor Hawkins, uh, the the fantastic 
incredibly talented drummer of the Foo Fighters. Uh, sadly, he passed away while they were on tour down in South America. And uh, he's, I saw something posted, and I couldn't agree with it more. And Jim, I'd like your opinion on this. Taylor Hawkins is one of the few guys in this world that you could watch playing drums behind Dave Grohl and not wish Dave Grohl was playing drums. I that is correct. He he uh, loved what he did and did it well. And he did it well. And lately, in the past couple of tours, I've seen that at least once or twice a set, um, Dave would go behind the drums and Taylor would come out and sing. Right. I saw videos like uh, one of the ones that really struck me was uh, doing them covering "Somebody to Love" by Queen. Yes. And. Yep. Dave would go back behind the drums and Taylor would come out to the front of the band uh, and would sing it. And he did a fantastic job covering, you know, Freddie Mercury, which is no easy task. Um, another one, if you uh, I recommend you seek that one out. If you're a Foo Fighters fan or a Taylor Hawkins fan or just a fan of really good performance and really good music, check that out. You uh, are lathering that fucking ketchup packet onto that fucking pretzel. It's a shame, isn't it? Like getting every little... I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I just... Did you see him like squeeze every... And rub it onto the fucking pretzel? Yeah, like... Do you know where that packet's been? I don't care where the packet's been. I need the stuff in it. Sorry. I didn't want to interrupt you guys, so I figured I'd just sit back and eat my pretzel and shut up. Jesus Christ, I can't even do that. I didn't interrupt you. I... Sorry, Eric. Continue on. I just had to watch that. But uh, I get it. It's kind of distracting. That's why I'm kind of looking away. But anyway, um, I recommend, you know, if uh, I suggest that you go out and look up that video, find a video of Taylor Hawkins doing Someone to Love. And another one to find is when the Foo Fighters inducted Rush into the Mm. Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Uh, Dave Grohl on guitar and vocals, their producer on bass and Taylor on the drums. They came out in like the 21-12 era robes. Okay. Oh, all right. And they played wow. like Temples of Syrinx and stuff mm. like that. Because uh, they were uh, they were both huge Rush fans. Yeah. Taylor and Dave yeah. are both, uh, both huge Rush fans. And it was a really fitting tribute to Rush. And it shows the chops mm. of Taylor Hawkins. That dude was... The, he was a, uh, fen- a phenomenal combination of intensity... Power, enthusiasm, and chops. That dude, he was uh, one of the fan- most fantastic drummers I've ever got to see. And the world is uh, a sadder place without him because by all accounts, he was also just a hell of a guy. Yeah, there's a there's a cool documentary on Amazon. Um, it's on the CODA section. Right. But uh, it's, it's back and forth. I actually watched... Well, it was late after I got off the phone with you guys. I, I watched a little bit up to the point where they hired Taylor into the band. Yeah. And you had the old drummer sitting there bitching about how Dave went in and redid his track so during Color and the Shape, which yeah. would leave anybody bitter. And he goes, right. you know, F you, I'm out of the band. And then Dave had to find somebody really quick. And he knew Taylor through somebody else. Well, he had played, before the Foo Fighters, he had played drums... For Alanis Morissette. Well, he was he was on tour with he was touring with Morissette. Right. So he called Taylor to see. He's fucking licking his pretzel. Dear God. Just the visual, man. I know. Get terrible. Fucking a. Licking the salt off of a. 
Anyway, so he called Taylor. Yeah. To see if Taylor knew of someone who, you know, can can he recommend somebody that I can get in this band and go on tour with me? Yeah. And Taylor goes, yeah, me. Yeah. And just like that, in the band for over 25 years. Yeah. And I was right. He did have, whenever over in Europe, early 2000s, he did have. He did OD in, yeah, he in OD'd London. Then. Yep. Yep. I read, I read that too. And uh, uh, re- no matter the circumstances, it's a terrible loss to his friend, to his family, oh, his three friends, kids, three his, daughters, his bandmates, and to his fans. Um, so rest easy, Taylor. Uh, thanks for thanks for oh. all the years, man. Yeah. Cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Whoa. Easy. So, since we've got Grunge Boy here, here we go. <laughs> we might as well start into the 1990s. Yes. Well, I don't think just based on my research, Grunge has not. It, we're still in pre-Grunge mode. Okay. It has not. It has not taken hold. However, I will say this: I believe this was the plateau of hair metal, and this was like this is where it peaked completely. Um. Which is why it was such a great year. Right. Okay, dickhead. So what where, do I do now? Where are we going for the list? Are, for well, the... Uh, let's not. Hold on. Speaking of which, let's talk about the billboard well, first. Wait, let me cue it no, up. No, no, no. I'm not. I don't know. You two decide because I'm going to just, you know. I could only. I was only able to look at the Loudwire one today. Um, oh, oh, that's cheating. That's fine. You're fucking. Ass. I'm not There's saying gotta be other nothing. lists out there. There's no, what be... was the other site that you guys were talking about? Rate your music. Rate yeah. your music. There has to be other lists out there. Better ones. I got Kerrang. Yeah, Mick Wall. All right. All right. Well, we'll go with Kerrang. All right. Now. Now we're using the third one. <laughs> hey, hey. You know the other. Yeah. Okay. So there's some notables now in the top 100. Okay. And you'll notice now. You'll, there's a lot of bands we know, but there's songs that are generally on the lighter fare. Right. Like Sweet Child of Mine and heavier stuff. Like, that's, you know. So at 92, Forever by Kiss. Okay. 91, What It Takes by Aerosmith. Uh-huh. Okay. 75, Epic by Faith No More. Right. There we go. Yeah. 72, I Remember You by Skid Row. Uh-huh. 68, Price of Love by Bad English. I don't remember I don't that remember one. that song either. Yeah. I don't... I, I had to actually look up Bad English because... I have one of their CDs. I think I got it at a yard sale. I know my sister had one. And it was like, I thought it was a glam metal band, and I had to look it up. They are. I don't think they were really glammy. Glammy? Yeah, like they weren't over the... You know what I mean. Could you define glammy? Uh, Steel Panther. All right. Over the top glam. Okay. I I, I thought it was like an old person in Scotland. Have you seen me glammy? <laughs> Next love breath. song by Tesla. What's that? Love song by Tesla at sixty-seven. Great song. That's just just beat out Price of Love. Thirty-two, Unskinny Bop by Poison. Bum 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 bum. That's a good song. I like that oh, song. Yeah. It's a fucking terrible song. Oh come on. We can beat that. We can, just, we can ah. debate that now. It's, it's terrible. And the top ten. Okay. Starting with of course ten always. Blaze of Glory by John Bon Jovi. Okay. Not with Bon Jovi's band. No, no, correct. John Bon Jovi. That was the the album 
that he did for Young Guns 2. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Uh, number nine, Cradle of Love by Billy Idol. Okay, that's the one with the alleged underage girl, girl. cavorting. Yeah, on the yeah, couch. which she wasn't, and the one where Dice had pissed off MTV to the point he wasn't allowed in the video. Right. Um, next. What? Oh, yeah, Dice. That was after uh, Dice had got banned from the VMAs and was yeah. barred from MTV. Because he started doing nursery rhymes and then just didn't stop. Yeah. No. Yep. Yep. Uh, and... Like, because the mo- the song was obviously used in the Adventures of Ford Fairlane. Yes, that's why there's no clips from the movie in it. Yep. Dear God. Yep. And number eight, the song "Hold On" by who knows it? Who knows it? Uh, hold on for one- Wilson Phillips. No, En Vogue. Uh, <laughs> seven. So close. <laughs> so close. Seven. Another day in paradise by Phil Collins. I actually really enjoyed this top. Top ten because I, being a pop fan at the time, I really did enjoy a lot of these songs. Yeah, uh, six "Vision of Love" by Mariah Carey. Okay, uh, five "Vogue" by Madonna, and "Strike a Pose." Four "Poison" on the list again, but this time a song by Belle Bib DeVoe. Three <sighs> "Nothing Compares to You" by Sinead O'Connor, and two "It Must Have Been Love" by Roxette. Okay, I absolutely loved Roxette. You would. Oh, oh, I was. I loved Roxette at the time. You would. And number one is "Hold On" by Wilson. Phillips. There you go, Wilson Phillips. So "Hold On" made it twice, right? By two different bands. But the Wilson Phillips <laughs> one was better. You know, the best part is as I'm writing this, I'm like, oh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna trip his ass up because I bet he never heard the En Vogue version. All right, let me. Uh, I'm gonna get to the top ten here. Uh, there's a bunch of shit on here. That uh, I'm hoping nah. you get to. But this is, uh, where did I say was it from? Kerrang? Yes. This is the Kerrang! Magazine top 10 albums of 20, of 20? 20. Of 1990. Yes. Now let's, let's remember where we were at now. Well, I was, a, I was a junior I was, in, 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 in high school. I was a, a sophomore. Yep, sophomore. And, and we were sitting at the lunch table. Flicking flickin chili beans. Flicking chili beans and just being general nuisances. My junior year was not my best year. I was drinking a little too heavily. <laughs> I, I, uh, I missed I, 42 days of school. I didn't drink in high school. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. I was, they, they, I got, I got threatened that I would have to like be held back a grade if I missed any more. And that sobered you right up just like that, didn't it? It, it, you know, it opened my eyes to the point where it's like, I got, I can't be doing this during the week anymore. Like waking up and having a couple shots of slow gin before school was not a good idea. And then coming home and having a few more and passing out again, not a great idea. Yeah. No, it's not. It's not a good idea. I said there are times in my life I've been the cautionary tale. See, that was. Oh, my God. uh, This was our part of our journey at the Carbon County Area Vocational Technical. Yeah. Was this the year that the letter came out in the paper calling us all drug addled degenerates? Yes. 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 What? Yeah. Yeah. Somebody wrote an op-ed in the Times News, and uh, basically the tech kids were called drug-addled degenerates because we didn't have aspirations to go to college. Mm-hmm. Yet here... Sitting, God forbid you learn a trade. Exactly. But sitting across from me is a guy who learned a trade and also has a college degree. Two college degrees. Two college degrees. And here I am, here I am, a, fuck, a fucking engineer... You know, 
I have no college degree. Mm. And and we're making out quite well for ourselves, so. And and then we have Jim. Yes. What? <laughs> well, he never went to tech. No, didn't go to tech. He didn't you didn't go to tech? No. I went to college for a semester. Yeah, we wouldn't. Uh, yeah. College, college is where I got introduced to the alcohol, and it might if, didn't go well. If you would have, <laughs> if you would have went to tech for a trade, what do you think you would have gone for? Actually, I I tried to get into. Ah, uh, oh, damn it, Lincoln Tech. No, not Lincoln Tech. It's a college, out outside of Harrisburg. Stevens um, Tech. Stevens Tech. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, my for, mom for drafting. I was, yeah, was another oh, one for was drafting. drafting. Okay. Um, I tried to get a scholarship or get a student loan or something to help me to go. Right. Even though I wasn't living at home. Yeah. Because I was under a certain age, they still looked at my parents' income. Right. Mm -hmm. It's 23, I think, is the cutoff. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, ah, well, (laughs) there goes. I mean, I even visited the campus and everything else. I mean, the one guy really wanted me to go there. Drafting and design is what I was going to do. Nice. Okay. Nice. See, Bill, what did you go to tech for? Electronics. Okay, you went to electronics with Mr. Farkas. Yep. I, of all things, took welding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Welding. Yeah. And when you left, you, you took welding the whole time. Yeah. And you never welded since then, correct? Not once. To be fair, I didn't do much electronics work after I left either. No, I, I got it. As soon as I got out of college the first time, the electronics trade dried up. Well, I uh, I got out of school, and I looked around. I found I, – I, I, I lie. I did work in a, in a machine shop for about two weeks. That didn't, that didn't work out. Uh, <laughs> I, had, I had issues with management, let's say. No. Um, I had differences with my fucking boss. That's right. I I, I wanted to Come bring down my, there. <laughs> I wanted to bring my fucking tools. Wrap your head in with a fucking ratchet. Right. So I ended up going and driving the delivery truck for Fernbrook for a while. I remember that. That's when I used to always stop at Viking. Yeah, we would when, hang. Yeah, and, that, and and I got I got. Yeah, I was not like there. <laughs> yeah, I would stop where he. What, what was Viking? They built electric pumps. Okay. Yeah, it was. Low, like really low level shit. So it was like it was just I was just trying to do something after school, right? And I I worked at uh, I worked at Fernbrook driving the delivery truck and working mm-hmm. in the cutting room, and that's when I and then I went in the army. Mm-hmm. So did communications in the army, and here I am all these years later. Now you, you by the way, thank you for your service. Um, Thanks. What made you decide to go into the army after those couple of weeks of? Or it was a couple of months? It was a, about a year. Mm-hmm. I farted around for about a year. What made me decide to do it? Well, here's the thing. I was initially supposed to go in the into the Marines right after high school. I had I was on what was called the Quality Enlistment Program. Okay. All right. Uh, accelerated promotion to Lance Corporal. My choice of duty assignment for my first two years and my pick of jobs. I was going to go for aviation electronics. Okay. I was going to work on helicopters right. and whatnot. Well, I get to the MEP station. I get to the uh, ready to go. The day I'm supposed to go to Paris Island, I look at the contract, says 0300 Infantry. Nope. So they didn't, they didn't give you a choice? No, I called my recruiter. I said, come get me. 
I'm done. I, I, I'm not doing this. And then I, I flop. I not flopped out, but I left their delayed entry program. Yeah. I farted around for about a year and that's when I went in the army and my whole, my whole rationale to going in the army was to get the fuck out of this area for a while, for at least a little while mm-hmm. and learn something. And, you know, I came back, but I have, uh, you know, I have five years of military experience under my belt and I have, I, I, I was able to get a whole new skill set and develop that skill set in the civilian world. Yeah. Yeah. And getting paid while you were in the army as well. Yeah. Yeah. And I would have gotten, I would have stayed in the army if for a few, th- if a few things would have gone differently, I would have done my 20 plus and retired. Yeah. If they would have left me overseas, I would have never fucking got out. I'd be dead, but I would have never got out. <laughs> okay. And, but they fucked up and sent me back to the United States. So I go from 3,000 miles from home to 300 miles from home. Yeah. And I wasn't happy. And then when it's time for me to reenlist, the reenlistment man calls me. He says, a specialist stroll. It's going to keep you in the army. I said, well, first thing I'm going to need is I'm going to need an assignment to Okinawa, Japan. The second thing I'm going to need is a $40,000 reenlistment bonus because I'm losing about ten grand a year by staying here. In the States? Yeah, or in the Army. Oh. Uh, I can't do that. Well, then I can't re-up. A week later, he calls me down to his office again and says, hey, I got you Okinawa. Did you get me my reenlistment bonus? No, I couldn't do that. Then I can't sign that paperwork. See ya. Wow. Out. I, I don't burn bridges. I blow them up. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And I got and I got out of the army. <laughs> Jesus Christ, uh, uh, dude! I tell you what, I went from I went from Fort Sherman, Panama, the the Jungle Warfare School. Okay, mm-hmm. there's a hundred and fifty of us, give or take, on posters. One road in and out, got water on the other three sides, so you can hear the assholes coming from any other direction. Right, right. Hundred fifty plus uh, around hundred fifty people. Most of the people I worked and lived with were special forces and ranger qualified. This was the jungle warfare oh, school. Shit. Okay. Yeah. This was the fucking jungle warfare school. I go from that where being a soldier and being good at your fucking job matters. And they send me to Fort Detrick, Maryland. There's two things at Fort Detrick, Maryland. There is the communications facility I worked in, which is the largest com- communications facility east of the Mississippi for the United States military. Okay. Okay, there's that, and there's Usamarid. Have you ever seen the movie Outbreak? Yes. Is that the one with Dustin Hoffman? It is. That takes place mostly at Fort Detrick. Usamarid is the United States Army Institute, or United States Army Military Institute for Infectious Disease. Mm. Wow. Yeah. You know the anthrax vaccine that was going around yeah. at this time? Yeah. I got my clearing papers just in time to avoid that shit. <laughs> oh, man. Um, there's a building on Fort Detrick that is sealed off. Once a year, they go into it, and they test the air quality because there was live anthrax spores dropped in this fucking building. It's all sealed off except for one door. Oh, my God. <laughs> Every Tuesday smelled like a barbecue gun horribly wrong. That was Burn the Monkey Day. That was the day, the look, oh God, we need video. The look on Jim's face. 
That was the day that they incinerated all of the test, test monkeys, sub- the test subjects. Jesus Christ. Hmm. Yeah. And you're, we, you're like nonchalant. And we, you, you have no, I mean, you have no idea how, I mean, I've, I've heard the, the stories. Eric, the, Eric and I, that's what I said. This podcast. Burn the monkey day. The oh right. my and God. It's like, it's like, I am, I am, I'm not shocked nor surprised at and anything. There was a platoon of, of, of army medics, a full platoon of army medics. You know what one of their main jobs was? To make sure the monkeys didn't escape. No. To test the new vaccines. They were on themselves. They had T-shirts for when they did PT. Uh, I forget the name of the unit, but they test on the monkeys and then these that were the first human trials. These fucking guinea pigs were the first human trials. They were they called themselves the guinea pig medics. Oh, my God. Yeah, dude, they would open up the trials. They would open up these drug trials to everybody on post. You can make and like they some of them paid really well. Well, yeah, if you're gonna die, <laughs> some of, well, then you're fucking then you're then your uh, SGLI life insurance pays out. Mm-hmm. But no, some of these some of these tests paid out really well. Uh, and now we're talking ninety five, ninety six, and for some of the pro, for some of the protocols, you can make you know five hundred five hundred dollars, a thousand dollars. And like I said, this is going back to 95 and 96. How many did you get? None. <laughs> Not no, but fuck no. I Ooh. skated. I skated around for about a week, avoiding going to get that anthrax vaccine. They had an anthrax vaccine. Yeah. You need to go get this. No, I don't. Uh, okay, I'll make the appointment. I'll make the appointment. Did you go get that yet? Nope. I got clearing papers. And when I showed him that my clearing papers, that basically makes you untouchable. Right. Because you're on your way out the fucking door. And I was not only on my way out the door of Fort Detrick, I was on my way, way out the door of the Army. Yeah, you were running. <laughs> you were running. Yep. Oh, God. Good times. Good times. <laughs> Holy shit. Well, hey, hang on. I got to tell you a story about one thing we did in the barracks down there. Our barracks parties were fucking legendary. I think I've told Bill about this one. Mm-hmm. Um we decided we wanted to have a beach party. We went to Lowe's and to Home Depot and to Walmart and bought every bag of play sand we could. We bought a little kid's pool. We bought all kinds of, you know, decorations to make it look like a beach party. And we turned two do- two barracks rooms into a beach. That's unfucking believable First sergeant came in. I, I was just going to say. The first sergeant came in. What in the fuck is this? Beach party first, Sergeant. As long as it's cleaned up by Monday, I don't give a fuck. Have fun. <laughs> yeah. What'd you just do with all the sand? Shoveled it up, took it, put it in bags, took it out, got rid of it. Jesus Christ. Oh, dude, our parties were legendary. <laughs> you ever you ever think you can... But it was a sausage party, right? No, there was girls there. Okay, all right. No, there was girls there. Because um, Fort Detrick is in Frederick, Maryland. Frederick, Maryland is home to Fort Detrick, uh, the the grave of Francis Scott Key, uh, the grave of Patsy Cline, and Hood College, which is located right outside the main gate of Fort Detrick. Hood College is an all-girls school. I was school. just going to say, <laughs> my God, this is like 
Fucking Animal House. And oh, and this is pre nine eleven, so security was pretty, pretty lax. fucking lax. Yeah, <laughs> the parties were legendary. <laughs> oh shit, that was a nice little sidebar. Yep. All right, so number ten, according to Kerrang, Sonic Youth's Goo. I've never heard of it. Me neither. I've heard of Sonic Youth. I have haven't yes. heard of yeah. that. We album. we need him here for this shit. Nobody knows. Wow. All right. <laughs> uh, the shit nobody cares I, about. I don't own a Sonic Youth record or album, but I have heard of them. I've heard of the I've, band. I've too. heard of the band. Yeah. I just can't remember. How. They almost sound like. I think uh, they're one of those bands that would be in Kevin Smith movies. Probably. That makes sense. They they kind of have like a. If I'm remembering correctly, like a Soul Asylum type sound. Okay. All right. Yeah. Maybe a little bit so harder. Generic, so generic 90s. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number nine is an album that we. that. I definitely know, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you guys will too. Jane's Addiction's Ritual de lo Habitual. Yes. That's, I got that on the list. Look at this, too. Fucking hey, Dave Navarro was the guitarist. Perry Farrell is the singer. That's going back to trivia. Remember, <laughs> I didn't know his fucking name. Right. But um, there's a lot of good Fuck stuff. you. A lot of good stuff on that <laughs> album. Jane <laughs> Says. I think Jane Says is was on ben there. Ben Cott Steele was on there. That, was that big video one. was oh, fucking hilarious. God. Stop was on there, too. Stop. Because that was the first video by them because it had the guy surfing. Right. I remember that. Yeah, this this is before Lollapalooza or? Yeah, this is before Lollapalooza. Yeah, this, yeah. This, this, was, this was Jane's Addiction. This was their debut, I think. No, it's not their debut. It's their breakout, though. Yeah. Because actually, because um, I think Mountain Song and actually Jane says are on it on the one before this. Yeah, and the you list right. that I got like of the the best that I think of like this there there is so much variety that like ninety was like this weird mix of a year where you could see where everything was. Right, it was such a beautiful year. At number eight, we have an album that you and I know inside and out. Oh yeah, Bill. oh yeah, Danzig to Lucifuge. Be- oh. my favorite Danzig album. Yes. It might be one of mine too. I I I I love this album so goddamn much. I know I get this confused, but does this have her black wings on it? Uh, well, read, read, dumbass. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> read, dumbass. <laughs> I'm trying to go through the fucking CD in my head, you scum. Yeah, but I know I get this confused because like I think like sakes of Christ. That's on this one. Okay, yeah, that's a. Just like, it oh. opens up with "Long Way Back from Hell." Yep. Oh, God. then it goes to "Snakes of Christ." Snakes of Christ, I know. Uh, she, uh, no, not she rides. That's on the. Uh, that's on Danzig one. Yeah, but this has "Snakes of Christ," "Long Way Back from Hell," "Her Black Wings." Oh, I love that her one. Black Wings. Seven seven seven. Blood and tears. Such a great album. It, uh, yeah, front to back, I I love this whole. Oh thing. yeah, and th- I, you know this is like. Like I said, this is my favorite Danzig album. It might be mine, too. It really might be. I mean, it was the one that we got at the lunch table. Yep. You know, freaking buyer, you know, was our was our big Misfits Danzig fan. Yep. I mean, I had, I had, been, I had gotten into him, you know, on the first one. Mm-hmm. But this one, man, there's just, there's very little bad on this record, if any. Yeah. And it was like, it was like soulful goth like, yeah. before Typo came around. Yeah, and uh, you know, uh, Danzig's doing his, you know, the the his best evil Elvis yep. on this. Uh, we were we were fucking around with some of the stuff uh, with red shirt, black shirt. We were nutsing around with some Danzig, and I started playing uh, "Long Way Back from Hell." 
Yeah, I remember. That was one of the first songs I think I got introduced to because I remember Byers just singing that at the table. Sold into slavery down in New Orleans. Got us so in the bayou, bayou like Black Dog's Head on a Killing Bed. Seven and Left to Bleed. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> it's in stereo because one to the left and one to the right. So you got the best seat in the house. Oh, it's a great, it's a great goddamn awesome album. album. If you're not a Danzig fan, shame on you. Yep. Jim. No, I'm, I'm you didn't, I'm not you didn't weigh in. You didn't weigh in one goddamn bit. I don't have the album. <laughs> you need to get that. No, but no, but but Danzig is like not very, you know, his, he would probably like the fourth album because that's where he introduced a lot of grunge elements. I have the one. Remember where they had Mother 93? Yeah, that's uh, Thrall Demon Sweat Live. Yes, I have that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that might have been the sixth one. Yeah, I think that's around that time yeah. frame. Um Next up, we have not the debut, but oh, the, def- oh, definitely not the debut, but the breakthrough. Yeah, where they changed everything for Pantera. We have Cowboys from, from Hell. Hell. Yeah, this is after power metal. Uh, after all, after their glam era, after where they the, all had hair. Right after the Terry Glaze era. Yep. And this is actually the second album with Philip Anselmo on mm-hmm. vocals, and this is the paradigm shift for Pantera. And this, and actually, I think metal too. Because, oh yeah. Because yeah, nobody sounds... sounded like Cowboys from Hell right, when it came nobody. out, and it, nobody, nobody. And then there were so many clones after this, right? But nobody did it that good. Oh no. Uh, that the the rhythm section of this band, Vinnie Paul and Rex Brown, are you know just in a total lockstep. And it's not like Rex Brown is playing simple bass parts. Mm-hmm. A lot of times he's mirroring what Dimebag Daryl is doing, which is a fucking feat, you know. And then you've got, of course, you've got Dime on the guitar. Yeah. And he changed the game. That lightning bolt painted Dean is iconic. You know, Dimebag, Dimebag changed the game. And you have Anselmo still doing a lot of his, like, hair metal type vocals on this. Mm. You know, if you go back to like seven, if you go to like cemetery gate. Yeah, true. True. The screams yeah. at the end of cemetery yeah. gate. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this from that opening gallop of cowboys from hell. Yep. And then you have on there cemetery gates, primal concrete sledge. There's so much good stuff. Let's walk on this. on this one. No walk is yeah, on, the on the next. Okay. One. Okay. okay. That's well, on the next funny one. thing about, that song Cowboys from Hell. You guys remember the game Guitar Hero? Yeah. Yeah. That was the final song in Guitar Hero, the first one. Right. And I went all the way through. I started, you know, easy. Went through, I, then I went through on Expert. Right. I was at Andy's in Jersey trying to beat that fucking song on Expert, the final fucking song. <laughs> I got to 99% and that's when I said, fuck it. So many tries <laughs> and I finally get there. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Burnt. 99%. Well, I'm going to never fucking getting done now. Yeah. Well, that, it's a good thing you stopped playing because, like, later on, they put like shit like Through the Fire and Flames by Dragon Force on those games. I got the rest of them. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, yeah Randy he, had he, them he, all. he didn't stop. <laughs> no, Randy had them all, too. And being a guitar player, you know, being somebody that actually plays guitar for real. Yeah. It was like the South Park episode where Randy, like, the kids are playing Guitar Hero. And Randy comes out and starts playing Carry On Wayward Son on a real guitar. Yeah. Uh, that's that's for old people. <laughs> right? I think, you know, Guitar Hero had one good thing, though, because they the drum set they introduced actually, I think, would help teach timing. 
It did. And drum. The guitar, though. Rock band. You're thinking of rock band. Well, they, yeah, both, they both did. They both it at had one them, but yeah. rock band had it first, I yeah. think. But yeah, they both had them. Guitar Hero had a drum? Yeah. At one point, yeah. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. But yeah, if you. I have the. In fact, I have my drum set back yeah. in there. And I've seen some people actually play Guitar Hero with the controller. With, you know. Yeah. Which is like, wow, that's fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> Sad part is you try and play it. If I tried to play that now, like I get halfway through, my fingers would just like freaking instantly oh, cramp dude. up. I <laughs> like I I thought my problem was I was thinking like a guitar player. Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to fret a fucking chord here. Yeah. And and, just, oh wait, wait. Yeah. Oh wait, no, it's. This. I just gotta push a button. It, right. But but but, but then but, you're like. But, ah, but, 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 but. The only thing is like you, this hand has to do the the, the, the right hand the, strumming. Yeah. strumming. But so it's a little like it. But as you went yeah. up in the level, up in the levels, I mean, it was. Fucking constantly. I remember. Yeah. I remember doing. Un- I, mean, I didn't think this was that. I mean, I didn't- unsung by helmet. Well, when did Guitar Hero come I remember out? that. Yeah. Oh my god. When did Guitar Hero come out? Oh, I can tell early you. When, I can tell oh, you when good. Guitar Hero Two came out. Well, I, I'm just know because my neighbor was in Janine and her husband were into it. Yeah. And like he was very good at it, so you know he would see the guitar in the living room, invite me over just to make a dick out of me, and it's like, granted, I thought it was all shit, but I sucked at Guitar Hero. I couldn't get past like. You like the beginning stages on that that damn thing. Oh, I couldn't do it either. I couldn't do it either. I uh, push I, the yellow button. I'm pushing the yellow button. You only had like two colors in the easy level. I know, right? Yeah. That's how bad I was. Seriously. I and, wasn't that bad. And then when I would say, listen, I can actually play this song. I can't just push goddamn buttons. Right. <laughs> right. And then, well, then you had rock band that it had... Mm-hmm. You could do the bass, you could do the drums, you could, and it had the mic in it. Oh, yeah, they kept going on. And yeah, th- then they had DJ Hero. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah, I remember. Oh, yeah. And, but, and now it's just Dance Hero. Right. You make Well, with DJ Hero, you make the artificial wiki-wiki noise. Oh, nice. <laughs> well, the kid, well, for, for, um, for Val's birthday last year, I want to say birthday, uh-huh. um, she had a bunch of her friends over, and they're playing this dance, like, it's, pretty much dance hero but i forget what it was called dance dance revolution no no it wasn't that but they're playing this and they're literally just like just dancing in front of the fucking tv well the camera well yeah but it's like what the hell it's like that now dancing is a damn video game all right guitar hero 2 came out uh 11707 because it came out the day my daughter was born there you go okay there you go remember that uh well, that was a happy birthday for Bella. <laughs> Next, at number six, we have the debut of Alice in Chains with mm-hmm. Facelift. Yep. I had this. I ha- I still have this. This, this, you know, this was one of the ones that ushered in that grungy sound. Right. Yes. And, uh, I, I mean, you got the lead single off of it was Man With No Socks. I'm not correcting you because I know you fucking know what it is. Right, man, with no socks. But it was good. It's that's a song. It's a great song. It is. I've played that in probably every band I've been in since 1990. Wow. Yeah, I, 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 I've sang it. I've played the guitar part. I've played the bass part. Uh, at practices and just fucking around, I've played the drum part. Yeah, I actually quit a band to that song because. <laughs> It was um, Eclipse Rain. Okay. And um, we had, you know, gotten a guitarist uh-huh. um, so I could just concentrate on doing the singing. Well, Steve, the asshole, decided to just want to 
convinced everybody to do ACDC songs. And that was it? Well, that's what he wanted to do, but not in my vocal range. Can't do that. Hard. Yeah, won't even. I don't even want to attempt it. It hurts. Yeah. Right? So practices more and more became me sitting there and not doing anything. So I'm outside having a smoke. They start playing Man in a Box. And Steve can't sing it. Steve has a problem with the low register. Right. So I walk in. I pretty much go through the first couple lines. And then when I hit the chorus, um, I think I got on like um, the one I heard the word shut. I slammed the mic down, walked out, got in my car, left. Mic drop. No, it wasn't a mic drop. It was a mic slam. And fuck, it was my goddamn mic. <laughs> Uh, it was like, you know what? If you want Steve as a fucking singer, you got Steve as a fucking singer. Kiss my ass. You never called me to to join the band. Honestly, that band was... Now, did you ever talk to those folks again? I actually did. The uh, They they fi- they got rid of Steve and came back and apologized for, you know, what they did. They didn't they didn't realize, you know, what he was doing. He was being very... He was being very toxic to the whole... I was going to say... To the whole band. He was trying to kind of take everything conniving. over. Yeah. And uh, was backstabbing, and when they finally realized that, but then it just wasn't the same after all that. So we didn't last for too much longer. Yeah, but yeah, my favorite on this song is, is "Bleed the Freak." Bleed the Freak is a great I song. I love "Bleed the Freak," but and I, I love this album too. Uh, there's a lot of good stuff on there. You've got, of course, "Man in the Box," "We Die Young." Oh yes. Uh, sea of Sorrow. Yeah, all good ones. My God, that album was so good. Yeah, it's full of bangers. And at the time, it was a guilty pleasure when it came out because it's like I can't listen to this stuff. Well, here's a confession. What? I was never a big Alice in Chains fan. <gasps> the one grunge band oh, I actually like. It's yeah, pre grunge. Pre grunge. I have. Oh, shut up. <laughs> I got one album by them. That's the one with the, with the, the one with the dog with the three legs. Ketchup, save it now. That's ketchup. fucking still got ketchup in there. That's uh. The one with the dog on I think that's just called Pearl Alice Jam. and Alice and Chains. Jam, wasn't it? No. No. The three legged dog. Know, Pearl, I think Pearl Jam had the dog on the No, it's like it, no, that was Dan Sheep. Yeah. What the fuck's with grunge bands putting animals on the cover? That's fucked up. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, it was the one it, it was like a, a a neon yellow case. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I think that was just called Alice and Chains. Mm. I don't know. Not but anyway. You know, I I enjoyed their music, but I never. That's the only album I ever bought from Alice and Chains. Yeah, I, I, Big Al. I, I was. A, oh, you're so diplomatic. I was a. I was. A, <laughs> Alice in Chains was the one grunge band that I really got into. They were harder. I'm, I'm not gonna say the only Seattle band I really got into, because Queensryche is from Seattle. Hmm. Didn't know that. All right. Number five, we're getting out of the metal here. What the fuck? Public Enemies, Fear of a Black Planet. What the fuck? This is Kerrang? This is Kerrang. Okay. Um, that ain't metal. Well, I mean, if you listen to some Public Enemy, they okay, have some well, real metal vibes to them. Actually, I've never... Absolutely. I can't say anything because I've never heard the album. Well, Public Enemy has, has some real metal... They do have some metal vibes. Bill's 100% right on this. Um, what I mean, band was Ice-T in? That was Body Count. Mm-hmm. Okay. And Ice T, even his early rap stuff, like um, if you go back and listen to uh, not America's Most Wanted, Freedom of Speech. Oh yeah! Oh my God! Well, he had Ernie C playing guitar mm-hmm. on that yet already. Are these the guys that did Attack of the Killer Bees with Anthrax? Uh, but bring, bring the, the noise. noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These but they the referenced that... Anthrax in, in, in one of their and, songs. In bring, bring the noise. Yeah. yeah, and Anthrax were big fans of them. They were big fans of Anthrax, so it's like, yep, you know. 
they were, you know, this, I can understand being on a rock list because, you know, it, it, but, but number five, it's a great record. Don't question me, man. It's a I great didn't... record. Um, hang on. Let me see what's on this. Ricky let me read Rackman a little bit. Looking uh, motherfucker. What the? <laughs> Uh, 911 is a joke on Inside here. voice, Bill. Inside voice. <laughs> I don't have an inside voice here. Um, I'm noticing. There, there's 911 there's is a joke. Ah. Get, get up, get get down. 911 is a joke oh. in your town. And an anti-N-word machine. No, I don't want any. Thank uh, you. This is, it, it's some great stuff. You know, and I can't, I, I can't fault Kerrang for putting them on a list mm-hmm. at this point. Because, and this is where, you know, a lot of that crossover was starting to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a band that's higher up on the list that I'm sure we're going to talk about. I'm sure you have them, but mm-hmm. they did some stuff with the, you know, the rap community as well, but we'll talk about that yep. in a minute. Number four, uh, entombed with left hand path. I don't know. Entombed. That's uh, good Florida death metal. All right. Good Florida death metal. That's weird to go from Public Enemy to Entombed. How about it? Right. It's like wow, that's like a left turn. Public left hand path. They got Entombed. Right. Uh, these these guys are you know it's early it's uh, pretty early death metal, and it's standard fare for this era of death mm-hmm. metal. Good shit, but not as good as some of the other stuff that's f- higher up on the list. Right. Number three, Napalm Death, Harmony Corruption. All right. This is Napalm Death coming into their own. Okay. Uh, we had talked about Scum before, but now Harmony Corruption. This has a lot of really good stuff on it. Uh, let me see what's on here. Do, 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 do. Barney Green. It's not really giving me a track. I don't know listing. if I ever heard anything by Napalm Death. All right. Probably not. We'll skip that. Number two, we got Slayer with Seasons in the Abyss. Okay. They're okay. <laughs> yeah, Slayer's all right. I've, 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 you know, they I've, have a song or two. I've given them a chance here and there. You know, I, I, I gave them a shot live once or twice or seven fucking times. Yeah, I love this. Had to album. keep going back just I, to make sure the sound was. I love right. this. Make sure the sound I think was it there. starts a war ensemble. We talked about this yeah. when we talked about uh, about South of Heaven. Yeah, this is uh, the ultimate way to start a fucking Slayer album. Mm-hmm. War Ensemble. And to hear that live. Oh, my God. Because Tom just walked... Uncle Tom... You know, Dad Tom just walks up to the mic. Or actually, he's not Dad Tom at this point. He's Uncle Tom. And not that kind of Uncle Tom. (laughs) He's, he's, you know, he's your... He's your your kindly Uncle Tom. Hey, how's everybody doing tonight? Y'all having a good time? (laughs) And you've seen it. Oh, yeah. You've seen it. And he's like, I want everybody just... We just become. I want. I want to hear. I want silence. Just silence. Yeah. Give me a second. And getting a whole, like theater, whatever, full of Slayer fans, quiet. And then, hang on, I <laughs> yeah. got to back up from the mic yeah. from there for this. All right, is everybody ready? All right. And then, war ensemble, <sighs> and there it goes. <laughs> see, I, <laughs> I'm not going to be able to see them. I've never seen them, it's, and and I should have multiple times. That's why now I'm just like, you know what? If a band comes around that I'm like, that I like, and I have the money, I'm fucking going, and mm-hmm. dude. You only live once. And I mean, I I was lucky enough. Well, look at me in the Foo Fighters, right? I I, mm-hmm. I I waited this long, and I, I bought my tickets, and now fuck, canceled. Yeah, and and Megadeth is coming to PPNL Center in May. Yeah, and 
Well, I had mentioned to Carm about bringing Jimmy to go see Rob Zombie. Yeah. Uh, that was a no-fly. Yeah. And I mentioned to Jimmy about Megadeth coming to PPL Center. He goes, she probably won't let me go to that one either. I said, well, it's also on a school night. He goes, well, that's definitely going to be out. He goes, but you know, these bands are going to be gone when I get to go see them. And I said, you have a point. Um, that's if, why I'm trying to take him. If if uh, uh, this is just a friendly advice as a parent, if you're going to go to that show at PPL, get seats. It's just going to be me if I go. Okay. Oh, if, no, I was going to get seats. No, not if, him on the floor. No way. Okay. Uh-uh. Because not only is Megadeth playing, but you've also Trivium, got Trivium and Lamb of God. Lamb of God. Yes, I know. And I've seen what happens at Lamb of God shows. He's seen what happens to Megadeth shows. Yeah. <laughs> he was well, in at a Megadeth was, show. I, right. I will never forget that. We're, <laughs> we're, we're stage right after Testament. The lights go down. The wave happens. Lights come up. All of a sudden, I'm five, six rows deep away from the stage in between Ellison and Mustaine. Yep. I was that freaking close to see his freaking freckles when he took his shirt off. Oh, dude. Freaking, uh, but a lamb of God, a lamb of God pit is not a place for the weak of heart. Oh, I've, I saw well, that at the uh, Stantander. Luckily, the pit was behind me, but it was as we <laughs> talked. You had a stand with your arms like bent up around your chest because you put your arms down. You were getting crushed. Oh yeah. Um, but let's get back to this album. All right. Okay. So it starts off with War Ensemble, and then you've got. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I can't go in order, but Blood Red's on here. Mm-hmm. M- one of my absolute favorite Slayer songs of all time, Dead Skin Mask. Mm-hmm. That's a yep. good one. Um, of course, the title track, Seasons in the oh, Abyss. I love that song. There's so much goodness on this album. Um, uh, Dead Skin Mask. And this is the album Slayer first did videos with. Okay. They did a video for War Ensemble, all in black and white, a lot of concert footage. Yeah. And it captures the insanity that is a Slayer show. And to yeah. the, you know, to, up till the day they retired, Slayer put on a fucking amazing live show. Yeah, and speaking of videos, I did, uh, and looking things up, I looked up Headbangers Ball. Uh-huh. Uh, it was started, well, they're officially by Kevin Seal. Okay. And then went to Adam Curry. Okay. And it wasn't until 1990 that Ricky Rackman took over. Okay. Wow. So this is this is the year Rackman took over the ball. Nice. Even though, like he's always said, I never had any choice on what got played. Yeah. Well, I, I, of course he didn't. You know, the program directors did yeah. that. But uh, Slayer Seasons in the Abyss. In a lot of people's estimations, it's their pinnacle. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really, it really is hard to argue that. They've done great stuff before that they've done great stuff since that but if you were to come to me and say you had never heard slayer the album i probably would point you to is this one mm-hmm. oh, i would, yeah i'd probably point you to seasons in the abyss because there's so much shit on this that stayed in the set list forever yeah um because when we saw them they still played war ensemble they still played dead skin mask uh, I think they played Seasons of the Abyss. I, they definitely played it because that's my favorite one. Um, you know, it's, I it, had to close my eyes and just let the music take over me when they play that. It's such a great album. And well, you was know, it because you got bumped in the head. No, not Stan Herring <laughs> got bumped in the head. That was at Sands. 
that I got booted in the head. Right. Yeah. No, Santander, we had to have we had to have seats. Oh, you had the seats. That's right. We had seats because because Randy, <laughs> my fucking bulldozer. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> he got to do it once. I don't think he will. Yeah. But no, uh, Randy, uh, we're not we're not going in the pit, are we? I said no, Randy. We'll get seats. <laughs> but we got seats like right like. For, we there was no, front. yeah, there was no one in front of us, and we were right next to the stage. We were front row on Kerry King's side of the yeah, stage. Yeah, when That's the heat, cool. when the when the fire went up, we we could feel it. Yeah, it was great, great show, great seats, and for you know, it was it it was one of my favorite all time concert bills. Mm. You had Testament, Behemoth, Lamb of God, Anthrax, and Slayer. Five fucking bands. Yeah. Yep. What the hell time did that start? I don't remember. I don't remember either. Yeah, it was, <laughs> holy shit! I still have my I still have my Lamb of, Lamb of God autographed drum head up yeah, there. It was nuts. Yep, great show. Um, Slayer, you know, their well deserved retirement. Those guys threw down hard for forty years, you know. And uh, love Kerry King as a guitar player. Uh, much respect to Jeff Henneman, you know, the the late great Jeff Henneman. Mm-hmm. And Gary Holt for holding down Henneman's parts after yeah. he passed yeah. away. Tom Araya, one of the greatest vocalists in heavy music. And then you got uh, originally Dave Lombardo on the drums and then Paul Bostaff. Fucking killers. Uh, you know, all every member of Slayer was just a fantastic musician. Mm-hmm. Before we get to number one. We have to get to number two. That was number two. That was number two. Oh. What do you got on your list? All right. A lot of stuff I'm I'm actually surprised. Okay. That so going in alphabetical order, A C D C the razor's edge. Meh. I l- what do you mean, meh? That was an awesome I know, I yeah, l- you're trying. I you know, I know. I love that album. Yeah, I love A C D C to this day. And I, that was one of my that is one of my all time favorite ones. Because you a basic bitch. Anthrax, persistence of time. Great record. My first anthrax album. Definitely That's, not my first, but man, it it was it cracked my neck when I heard that. Oh my god, I loved that album because it was such a departure. You know what? I oh had, yeah, I had it on tape. You I old? Could, I <laughs> yeah. Well, this is. I can remember staying at my grandmother. She lived across the street, and I'd stay there on weekends. You know, every once in a while, and uh, there was no tape player over there. She had a single, like a recorder, uh-huh. and that's what I would listen to that album on. <laughs> Uh, next, Biohazard's debut. There you go. That was uh, that's actually at number fifty on the Kerrang list. Yeah, wrong side of the tracks is on that one where they borrowed from the Warriors. Yep, wrong side of the tracks. Victory, mm-hmm. Blue Blood. Uh, uh, what the hell else is on it's there? Crazy. He's like a fucking Wikipedia. In his oh head. yeah, oh yeah. Uh, hold I, my I, own. I trip him up here. Uh, and there. Hold my own. Mm-hmm. That's usually my warm up when I pick up the bass. I start playing the bass line to hold my own. The Black Crows shake your moneymaker. There I, you go. I like. I'm that a Crows. A, I'm a Crows fan. That was a bit nicey bluesy, very yep. different at the time. Yep. Yeah. And Southern Rick, Rock. And Rick Rubin wanted to call them the Cobb County Crows. Yeah. Spelled with all K's. I put this one on the list, and I looked at what uh, Black Sabbath uh, tier was on it. Yep. Uh, was next. That was a. But that I, was a Tony Martin era. Yeah, and record, I looked at it. it. I was. Like, I didn't recognize really anything on it, but it's Black Sabbath. Then of course John Bon Jovi's Blaze of Glory album came out. Uh, hang on, let's not let's let's Let stop guess. on that one for a minute. But there's a lot of good shit on that. Okay. On oh, what Bon Jovi? Yeah, on John Bon Jovi's Blaze oh, of Glory. Oh, that's what we're stopping on. Well, I'll wait. 
I mean, you got the title track, Blaze of Glory, and you've got Blood Money, Santa Fe. It really tells a story. You know, it kind of helps to tell the story of the Lincoln County Regulators and what happened to Billy the Kid after he got caught. All right, I've never listened to the album. I never I'm, did either. I'm not. Well, I watched. The, does it tell the story of the movie? Like kind of it, in, it, it, in song style, it, somewhat, sort of. But it's all like they approached him. They approached John to do the like the theme song, and then he ended up writing a whole fucking album. Yeah, based wow. on from what I want to say, they, they wanted to use "Wanted Dead or Alive," right? And he said, "No, no, I'll, there's there's a steel horse in it." <laughs> Don't be dumb. Right. So then he wrote Blaze of Glory. Yep. And then they gave him a uh, cameo in the movie where he got shot. Yep. Yep. (laughs) All right. Next, Cannibal Corpse, Eaten Back to Life. The debut of the fucking legendary Cannibal Corpse. (laughs) Uh, Guys originally from upstate New York, relocated to Florida. And uh, this is their first record. This has this is before Corpse Grinder fissured up. Yeah. Uh, before Corpse Grinder Fisher, this is when they still had that fucking meathead Chris Barnes singing. Mm-hmm. And it's okay. before Chris Barnes turned into an idiot. You're talking, uh, the singer that they have now, he's the one with the... the and the giant swings, neck. Swings, yeah. yeah, swings his fucking yeah. head around Corpse like crazy. Corpse Grinder Fisher. This has some great shit on it. It starts off with... Uh, what the hell is the name of the song? Ah, oh, fuck, I can't remember the name of the song now. But anyway, early hours, open road, family of five, on the, the way, way home. home, having enjoyed a day in sun, or kind of record, just begun. Oh, God, I don't remember the name of the song either. That's a um, long name. Steers into the other lane. <laughs> uh, both of them collide. It's, it's a, such yeah. a great song. It tells the story of a guy who intentionally drives his car into oncoming traffic to hit a family of four. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Light, Fourth child on the way. Won't live another day. Feed us on the road with mangled little bones. I must say, I was singing along with Drunken Milkman driving drunk when you guys were singing it. <laughs> nice. <laughs> but it's got that on it. Um, uh, God, Edible Autopsy. Yeah. That's a great <laughs> song. Fucking names. Yeah, I don't remember. Was Hammer Smash Face on this No, one? Hammer Smash Face okay. is later on. But this one has uh, Put Them to Death. Yeah, and it is... It is. This is the one that I, I said that. Uh, Look, I can't imagine having an album like this in my house growing up. My mom got pissed off at Stone Temple Pilots because the song was said dead and bloated. Yeah, I. this is one. <laughs> we used to do the cruise route um, in Lee Heighton. Oh, you told me this yeah, story. And everybody was doing Winger and Poison and, you know, having nothings but good times and all that stuff. Nobody would drive with me because I would play Cannibal Corpse. I had the big speakers in the back. You know, so it was like nothing but bass. You know, I, I had I had that stuff before it was cool to have that stuff. You know? So, yes, Cannibal Corpse was my absolute favorite death metal band at that time. Oh, I still dig them. Uh, I mean, Corpse Grinder Fisher is, he, you know, he took over for Chris Barnes. Uh, Chris Barnes turned back into a fucking, uh, turned into a fucking idiot for lack of a better term. Saying that, you know, all death metal vocalists suck but him. Yeah. This was the lead singer. Yeah. Listen to Six Feet Under. No, dude, you suck. Shredded Humans. That's That's the song. Yep. Edible Autopsy. Put them to death. Mangled. Lick the pus. Mangled. Severed dick. Bloody bowels. (laughs) Uh, Born in a casket. Scattered remains. Splattered remains. 
rotting head, the undead will feast, bloody chunks, a skull full of maggots, and buried in the backyard. Yeah. Now, you wouldn't, yeah, listening to the lyrics your first time through, you wouldn't understand any of what they say. It's only after sitting there. This is one that I actually would sit and listen to liner notes. Well, that's what I was going to say. That's what you usually do the first yeah. time you, you, you listen and read. And okay. This might be the one that actually really did the liner notes. And it was like, oh, that's what they're saying. I love, oh, I love these guys. Well, uh, let, Edible Autopsy. There's such great fucking imagery in the lyrics to that song. Mm-hmm. It starts off wheeled in on a cart, lying dormant, not dead. Hospital of immortality, butcher their patients, bloody red. Taken into a dark room, fear of impending doom. Doctor straps you down with an evil grin, grabs his rusty blade, ripping through flesh and vein, tortures his patients with evil means. Who the fuck writes this shit? Chris Barnes. Yeah, that's... Oh, dude, their shit gets better. Later on, they have songs like I Come Blood. <laughs> yeah. Fucked with a knife. Entrails ripped from a virgin's cunt. Yeah, and honestly, like the stuff from Death Deathpocalypse, Metalocalypse, uh, Metal, uh, who, uh, Death Clock, Death Clock. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Nate, Nate Hatred really Nathan kind of an explosion. Whatever, whatever. But they he borrowed. I think he borrowed a lot from like bands like Cannibal Oh yeah, Corpse, you know. Oh yeah. When you hear the way you know the way even they they do their stuff like Mermaider. It's definitely our, our, our briefcase full of guts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, Death Clock, uh, Brendan Small absolutely bit Cannibal Corpse's shit with Death Clock. Oh, yeah. All right. What do you got next? Okay. And a big hard left turn. Cinderella Heartbreak Station. Uh, oh, yeah. That's a good album. Took a walk down a road that's so long I was meant to yeah. stay. As I said, it's amazing. What was 90 was like there's yeah. such a cacophony of so much. Um, a cornucopia. Yes, a plethora. Do you know what a plethora is? <laughs> of pinatas. Uh, <laughs> damn Yankees debut album. Okay. Uh, we we had, talked about yeah. them a little bit. Wait. Yeah. You said Damn Yankees debuted in 89. No, they formed they in 89. formed 89. Oh, the debut album came out now. Right. Okay. Right. Once again, uh, you know, to recap what we talked about before, you have Ted Nugent on lead guitar, Jack Blades of Night Ranger on bass and vocals, and Tommy Shaw from Styx on guitar and vocals, and I can't remember the fucking drummer's name. But he was the only guy that wasn't, like, a major rock star before. Tom! <laughs> it may well have been Tom. I don't know. We'll go with Tom. but <laughs> Or Bob. There's there's a lot of good shit Damn Yankees put out. Yes. High enough. Um, coming of age. Coming, coming of, of age. age. That's it, yeah. Yep, coming of age. Uh, high enough. What are, What are some of the other good ones? I don't, don't. I have the album. Don't tread on me, but yeah. that's on a later record. Yeah, that yeah, that's on. Yeah, I have I have the album. It's one like most of these that I have on this list. Most of them I bought. Right. Which is which is weird. Is like my god. Um, next, Death Angel Act Three. You skipped over one. Who? If you're going alphabetically, uh, I didn't because I know I'll, I'll say it now. I think that's what it is. No, Death D E. But I'll say it anyway, because it was later on down the list. It was, if it is, I don't know. What was it? De Priest, Playa Del Rock. No. Okay, never mind. Spiritual Healing by Death. I didn't skip it. I didn't really know it. You were okay. more of a Death fan than I was. Okay, you've got Spiritual Healing by Death. Um, their follow-up to The Brilliant Leprosy with an equally brilliant album. And this is the next evolution for Death. We'll get the Death Angel in a minute. But uh, this is the next evolution. <laughs> the next evolution for death. Clutch Chuck Schultz. 
Chuck Schuldner writing more brilliant stuff. Um, you've got the lead. You've got the the title track, "Spiritual Healing," which is an indictment of the religious of the of the TV preachers at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and he got into that later on too. It's got spiritual healing. There's just so much good shit on everything Death has ever done. Go out, get their entire fucking catalog. Yeah, we don't have to say much about that. I mean, I just I was a fan of Death Angel at the time, and Act Three was. One that album was that I had. That had a uh, board. Did that have board? I, or no, that's on Frolic Through the Park. I don't honestly. I even just listened to it the other night, and I don't. It was just. It's like pure. It's like perfect at that time. Death Angel and, and, and underrated. Bear. And we we saw them live. Yeah, yeah. At Croc Rock. Yeah, we saw them at Croc Rock live. Okay, underrated Bay Area, Bay Area thrash band. Mm-hmm. In fact, they're on tour with Exodus and Testament in the Bay Strikes Back tour. Correct. Closest uh, Philly. Yep, Philly is the closest. Okay, and another. Uh, debut death metal band Deicide <gasps> ah! that, that, I, that I also got into at the time and you know it was back and forth between this and Cannibal Corpse at a time you're welcome <laughs> I don't remember it was probably you somehow but uh, Deicide the first the first Deicide album you have songs like Lunatic of God's Creation which is his love letter to Charles Manson basically <laughs> uh, oh dude Oh, dude. Glenn Benton, the lead singer of Deicide, lead singer and bass player. He, he That's the dude that brands upside down crosses into his forehead. Wonderful. Oh, yeah. They're, they're going to have... We'll, we'll talk more about them in coming years. Mm-hmm. But on this, you have Lunatic of, Lunatic of God's Creation, Blasphemian. There's just a lot of How really... How long were they around? Are they still around They're now? still around. They're still mm-hmm. touring. Um, Deicide's a great fucking death metal band. Yeah. And that's... To this day, it's just pure unadulterated death metal. Yeah, this is this one of those bands that when you hear like death metal, it's like you know there's no subgenres. It's pure. Oh yeah, this is. I mean, these guys. It's pure Florida death metal. The next, uh, Bruce Dickinson in his debut, Tattooed Millionaire. What a great album! Yes, even even, and I love the mascot that he had too. That that uh, Punch and Judy. Yeah. With the light bulbs on the on the gestures, yeah, it yeah he, he got away from Eddie for a little bit for for that. Uh, you, I mean, you've got a lot of good stuff on this. You got his cover of all the young dudes. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, the title track "Tattooed Millionaire." Yep, mm-hmm. that it it it. it to, I always took that as to be like his indictment of rock star life. I think so. Yeah, because you know that's what he doesn't want to be. I don't want your big city shining. Yeah. I don't want your silver lining. I don't want to be a tattooed millionaire. Yeah, that's that's I pretty much. But does doesn't he have tattoos? I don't know. I. I I think he's got a couple of small ones. Maybe small it's small. Ones, yeah, but he's not all sleeved up. Or you're anything right. Like you're that. right. Because he's a pilot. He's got to be respectable. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I love I, I love Dickinson. Yeah. So I so do I. I mean, he's just as much as like what's his name? Uh, Paul. Paul Diano. Paul Diano hates him. Uh, I, Gee, I wonder yeah, why. I, I mean, when, <laughs> and it's funny when when you see Paul Paul Diano was the original singer of Iron Maiden. Oh, well. and whenever. The, the, one album, yeah. Wonder. But when I've seen I've Two. seen videos of of him doing shows and the the his even his fans troll the shit out of him. Oh yeah, and want him to play like Maiden songs. And the only one and, he'll do is is uh, Running Free. And he he just you know he well, gets who's he with now or who was he with? Uh, he gets so mad at the he, audience. He's 
he hasn't done anything of note since he left Iron Maiden. Mm-hmm. Um, he's now, I just saw a recent picture of him. He's actually in a wheelchair now. Mm, okay. Uh, you know, the years have not been kind to Paul. Yeah. Dino. I mean, at this point, a lot of the, a lot of our up in their sixties and seventies, you know, did you, did you see the picture of Phil Collins on stage? Yeah. It looked horrible. Oh my mm. God. He looks like death warmed over. Yes. Phil Collins looks he, like shit. Well, actually the, uh, he, um, on a side uh, on, um, he, uh, God, he, you know, but his, but seriously album. How it was a close up of his face? Yeah, on the he redid that album, uh huh, and using just a updated image of his face, and it really looks thinned in and gaunt. I mean, it's yeah, it's honestly, it's like the guy from Enter Sandman now. Yeah, oh my, he looks. You know what I'm talking looks, about? Yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. It's like, but but he was just doing an homage to his original cover. Yeah, but yeah, it, it, yeah, he looks very. Well, and, I, and that I, was done I, a few read, years ago. Like in, when he was sixty five or sixty six, when he was on tour, he, he fucked up his neck. Yeah, and ever since then, it's he's been having nothing but health issues and health issues. But man, kudos for him for at least touring one last time with Genesis. Yeah, and and you know I you know I I was a I was a Genesis fan. I oh me Genesis. too. I love and those. his son. He, he well he sat on on a, on a chair. You know at the, at they showed it. The picture was from the O two Arena. Yeah, in in England, and uh, his son actually did the drums. Yeah. Yeah, Land of Confusion taught me so much about politics. Yeah. <laughs> Great video. Yeah, yes. Oh, yeah. oh my video. God. Yeah. Okay, next Sorry. is uh, Dio, Lock Up the Wolves. Lock Up the Wolves. Underrated Dio album. Kind of flew under the radar. It did, but I put it on there because it's like, I, I, I remember it. Yeah. And I remember, you know. Cause it was, that has the wild one on it, right? I think so. I think that's the lead track. Yeah, but it's like the old guard is still there. Yep. Still there. And now the new guard. Extreme porno graffiti. That is a that is a fucking gem. That is an underrated gem. Mm-hmm. And I'm biased because I love Nuno Betancourt's guitar playing. Yeah. But if you listen to Extreme and go past more than words. Yeah, which was on this album. Right. But look at stuff like even a wholehearted. Mm-hmm. That guitar part in there is so fucking rough to play. And he's doing that shit on a 12 string. Yeah, it's not a bad album, too. I mean, I think they got... I mean, I think... I don't know why Extreme didn't get more than they could have at that time. Well, they got they got lumped into the hair metal thing because mostly, I think, of more than words. Yeah, but I mean, the, I think Get the Funk Out yep. was... That was such an awesome song. But oh, I, yeah. It's so different. Yeah, and I, I think that the album cover for this one was just weird. Yeah. And, well, and the the title track is a great song too, Pornography. Yeah, that is such. Is, is a, that how you say that? Yeah, pornog. All the sees pornography. All the hears pornography. Speak now. Okay. But anyway, uh, Gary, and that's Gary Sharon pre Van Halen for one album. Yep. This one I had to look up. I had to put on. I had to look it up, but I still enjoyed it. Exodus Impact is imminent. Okay, the follow up to Fabulous Disaster. Yeah. And it was still as good. It's like almost like Fabulous Disaster Two. Yeah, the second the second album. I mean, the aggression, the rawness, it's all there. Yeah, you know, and also that one I was thinking of that the, their slow jam. Yeah, it was the Years of Decay uh-huh. that I was thinking of. Overkill. How, however, when you get like four minutes into the song, it's no longer a slow jam. That's right. correct. Yeah. So yeah, but playing, you, ju- you playing jumped... with Spiders, Skull Crusher Two as well. Yeah, but you jumped from Exodus to Overkill there. Yeah, he did. 
Oops. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I knew what he was talking about. Shit. I knew I knew I knew what you were talking about. Yeah, I just was thinking, okay, next the one that I know you don't like, but was uh prom songs all around Firehouse. Fuck them. With the letter and that's all she wrote. Ugh. Uh yeah, all she wrote, Love of a Lifetime. Love of, that was Love of a Lifetime. That was the that was our prom song. Well, it was the prom songs in 91. <laughs> okay. And uh, how many all motherfuckers are Still with your prom date from 1991. Um, yeah. Congratulations. I, I took Lisa to the prom and I, I married her. And there we go. You, are, you, my friend, are a rarity. You know who? And I took it to Jim Thorpe's prom. Mabel. Wendy Highland. Yeah. Yep. And I actually just saw her brother the other day. Oh, yeah. When we were walking to Jim Thorpe. Um, I I told you about that, right? Yeah. Yeah, we walked to Jim Thorpe, and I saw her brother uh, biking the other way, Twirly Heighton. I thought, you know, it was weird. And then, I was, you know, we started talking. I said, I wonder how Mabel is. Ah, nice. Nice, nice, nice. Nice girl, nice girl. Now, this one. This, this, I'll just say, if we're not in the Fs, the next letter has to be. Yes. Uh, that. That uh, is Yig Gwar, Scumdogs of the universe. universe. Didn't even have to look at the paper. I knew right where he was going. Oh, starting off with one of my favorite Guar songs of all time, the Salamanizer. Oh, this, this is such a great, yeah. It, 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 it tells, it perfectly encapsulates the beauty that is Odorous Urungus. Yes. <laughs> Here's a little something from a god to a slave. I never should have been let out the fucking microwave. Yeah. I'm on this planet and I'm running amok. I could give a shit, but I don't give a fuck. These are the guys you're going to be seeing oh, soon. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and this has uh, black and huge on it. <laughs> you know I'm totally flaccid. Yes. Cool place to park. An awesome song by Blo- Blothar. Blothar well, now. Well, uh, Beefcake the Mighty. Beefcake the Mighty at the time. Uh, sick of you. Sick of you. The Sexecutioner. Yes. Um, this had Technos. No, no, that was on America. Yeah, but there was story. something with Techno on this, though, too. I don't... I don't know. I know Techno's song wasn't on this No, one. that was on That was on America yeah. Must Be Destroyed. Uh, what the hell else is on there? What album had Gorgor? Gorg... Oh, that's on America Must Be Destroyed. Yeah. And what about Vlad the Impaler? That's Vlad on this the one. Impaler. Holy that's on this shit. one. That was such an awesome Vlad, song. Vlad, Vlad the Impaler. Yes, that was Could have been a sailor. Could have been a whaler. But he turned out to be Norman, Norman Mailer. <laughs> <laughs> Bill and I have never heard yes. this album. Yes. The best part Can is. Can you tell? I, the liner notes for this are unintelligible. There, are, there was one of the first trolls ever. Yep. They, you can't, you cannot read the liner notes to this they album. They made it like that on purpose. Yes. yes. And there's scribble alls all over it, and it's been censored and edited. It looks awful, but it's, oh, God, this is an awesome. Do yourself a favor. On your streaming services, whatever you have to do to find it, find Guar's Live from Antarctica. Yes. It's on YouTube. Is it? Yeah, I have the video cassette, but it's on YouTube. And that was right around this time. And a lot of the songs are on there. Okay. Oh, you know what else is on there? Hmm. Uh, Slaughterama. Yes. Hey, Mr. Lewis. Nice to meet you. Looks Got like you're going to your toes. toes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, oh, God. That. Imagine 
if you took uh, took a Saw movie and turned it into a game show. Yeah. Then you have Slaughterama. Oh my god. Yeah, and it was and that was sleazy. That was that sleazy. Was sleazy P. Martini. Yep. yep. My name is Sleazy P. Martini. Entrepreneur extraordinaire. <laughs> yep. And it was. Yeah, yeah. Look up on YouTube Guar live from Antarctica. It is. Oh God! It is such, an awesome video. Yes, it's brilliant. It's it's, and it, it's one of the few chances you'll get to see, to you'll get to see like, Dave Brocky as Odorous Urungus, you know, full tilt. Yeah, there was there were. I mean, it's strange that I think this one, their, their second album, was like their height. Even though he was on Fox's Red Eye, yeah, all the time. They had a lot of albums after this, and all of them are really good. Yeah, there's, I mean, there's there's something there's something special about every album for for a quote unquote comedy band or yeah. joke band. Yeah, Guar is really really fucking good. Mm-hmm. All the musicians are fantastic. Uh, just you know, and to be able to play the shit that they play in what they're playing in, yeah, is impressive. America Must Be Destroyed is such a fucking great record. It's pure fun. Ragnarok is... is, is Ragnarok's great, too. Yeah. Okay, now one that you guys can... Not one of my favorite albums. You guys can talk about it. Judas Priest is Painkiller. That's got a lot of good stuff on it. <laughs> I, know, I know every time we talk about Painkiller, you guys always... I always say it's not my favorite. You guys say I'm nuts. So, have at it. Okay, you've got the title track. Starting with the opening drum part for Painkiller, Scott Travis's drum intro to that is just iconic. I, I I just can't believe you don't like that song. Okay, I'm sorry. Well, yeah, we've we've settled that. Now, convince me. It, I mean, it's 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 Halford's last album with Priest for a while. Okay, this is his last album with Priest for a while. And it's really a departure from anything Priest had done before. A lot heavier. It's a lot heavier. Um, what, th- does this have Between the Hammer and the Anvil on it? I think. I'm not 100% sure. But it's got Painkiller, Touch of Evil. There's just a lot of really good stuff on this album. And, uh, you know, Halford wanted to do the heavier stuff. They got this mm-hmm. done, and then he left the band, and he did the, f- the stuff with Fight and Two... And you know, I, I I don't know, man. Uh, everybody's entitled to be wrong, but Painkiller's a great album. All right, all right. Well, now one I accidentally skipped over a truly great album, which surprised me. This was released this year as well. Iron Maiden, No Prayer for the Dying. No Prayer. Oh. So Dickinson had a twofer. Yeah, that was his last Maiden record for quite some time. And this is the first Maiden album I actually bought. This mm. is. When I saw them on Headbangers Ball, Tail Gunner. Yeah. That okay. is the song. I was like, holy shit. Good song. And yes. And then it was what? Running Silent, Running Deep. Mm-hmm. The yep. Assassin's on there. Yep. Uh, Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter. Yeah. Which which is also on Tattooed Million. Yeah. Right? And f- yeah. Funny thing about Bring Your Daughter to the Slaughter. That was written for uh, Freddy Krueger for Nightmare on Elm Street. Wow. Yep. That was written for a Nightmare on Elm Street movie. Yep. Holy smoke. And uh, plenty of bad preachers for the devil to stoke. Yep. And when they heard it, they I, I I they decided to record it for the album as well. It's so a, there's two versions of that song. There's right? a lot of I've uh, listened to both, and I like the No Prayer version better. Holy smoke! Did you guys say that? Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. I was having a thought. 
I love this album. Front oh, to so back. Do I. Oh my god. Front yes. to back. Which is why this is the one I think I judge most uh, Maiden albums on. Okay. Because it's like when I hear like the stuff that they were virtual ten, and virtual stuff, eleven. Whatever. See what I mean? At, the stuff they did after this. Well, you can't count that. That's Blaze Bailey. But well, I'm saying the stuff they did after this. I always think that this was the one that I always would come back to. Right. Fear of the Dark was after this. No, Fear of the Dark was before this. Mm-hmm. It was? Yeah. This is the last record with Dickinson for a while. Are you sure? Did we do I an Iron think... Maiden deep cut? No, no wait, we didn't no, do a deep because cut. Because I have... Wait, you may be right. I have... I thought Fear of the Dark was after. I, I Because it, I, have, it, I have Fear of the Dark on CD, and I have this on cassette. Okay, it may, yeah. be, it may be after. Yeah, Fear of the Dark may have been Dickinson's last one. I... I I'm probably wrong. You guys are probably right. I'm, the only reason yeah, I'm going, but by I know he had. I don't. See, that's the thing, guys. I know he had at least four albums as a solo artist, right? And then, it, but at the same time, he was releasing Maiden stuff. Yeah, you know, right. I mean, the man, you know, is a robot. He had four solo albums. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. You know, and it's, and and then at the time that Dickinson left, that's when Adrian Smith left too. Mm-hmm. And he did ASAP. Yeah, so... Yeah, it was a weird time for Maiden at the time, but they still maintained... And this is around the time, I think, that the Decade the decade one came out, Up the Irons. Yeah. Where... And around the same time that... Uh, um, well, yeah, that box set. Yeah. The the 10-CD box set. The 10-CD box that set. That has the Listen With Nico shit on yeah, it. Yeah, this is around the same time. That yeah. might have been 80... Maybe seventy nine, eighty nine. I don't remember offhand what, but it was a ten year gap. Right. I know it was right around this time though, because I would bother the guy at Soundcheck Records to get it in, because I wanted to. I wanted it, and he never got it in. He wouldn't. You had to get that shit. Uh, like you remember Rich Weaver, Stu, the yeah. security guard from yeah. He was the drummer for my band at the time, and he would have to go down to Speedy's in Allentown. You remember? You remember fucking Speedy's? Mm-hmm. He would go to Speedy's every month to get the latest Iron Maiden first te- the first ten years it was called. Yeah, he would get the first ten the latest first ten year CD, and that's where I first heard "Listen with Nico." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I heard it on like a bootleg tape trading thing, right? You know, which the, a mission for Mary. Yeah. All right, back now. This one you'll know, King Diamond the Eye. Okay, he's gotten away from the Amon story mm-hmm. here. And uh, this is uh, like a Salem Witch Trials type story. Yeah. Good album. Good album. Yeah. Oh, King Diamond is just great. To, I always like that as good listening to music. Oh, yeah. You put a King Diamond album on and just let it go. Uh, yeah. Enjoy the ride. I, 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 I do that. Like, I don't think about the lyrics. I don't think about what's being. Just put it on and enjoy. Or every single one of his albums, concept albums from beginning to end. Most of them. Most like story. Of them, yeah. Uh, this one is what I talked about earlier. This is absolutely is is from DePriest, also slash London because it's the same band from Decline, Playa del Rock, Ugh. and this has Russian Winter on it, and all the all the stuff that was just who uh, DePriest after the singer Nader DePriest, but it's the whole band London that was in Decline of the Western Civilization. Okay, let's give Jim a little crash course. London. Was and, and still is. I think they're still going. Still going. They're a band in L.A. that basically served as the training ground for rock stars. Slash did time in London. Oh, okay. Nikki I know. Six Blackie Lawless. 
Okay. They were kind of like the pass through, and then people they get plucked out of London. Right. Yeah. They were like, oh. And they couldn't get an album. I was gonna say, well, it's like, well, that's why. <laughs> Everyone. Kept but it. after Decline came out, they got signed to this album. The problem is, for whatever reason, they didn't like the name London, so they named the band for this album only the Priest. And and I have this album. I have this Play Del Rock, and I have this one. I absolutely love it. And they are by far like what hair metal should have should be because they were having fun but it wasn't like over the top fun like poison did right snowbound just like a russian, russian winter, winter yeah, yeah. And, the, and the whole yeah the whole you know ride you through the nights on there yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh no no it's it's actually more like about a bus you know like the tour bus okay yeah none of the songs are like really overly sexualized you know what I mean? It's not like the faster pussycat poison type hair metal, but but it's really good stuff. But like, Nader Dupree said it best in Decline. What makes a rock star? I got a bigger dick than all these motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, yeah Nader, Nader and they are. I thought they were releasing one in 2020 or 2021. Nader had put it on Facebook. Really? But I don't know if it got released yet. It might be on the. Now, yet are too. they going as London now? No, I think they might be now. But Nader's still with him? Nader is still with him. Damn. Oh, he fucker looks old, man. He looked rough in he looked rough that's in cause, decline. That's because he just got his ass whipped. Oh yeah, he got mother, the shit kicked out of my mother, cop. Motherfucker listen to grip. <laughs> it's like, you get into a fight right before filming. With a cop! Yeah, so I I've seen I've seen Decline. Probably last year. Yeah. When I heard you guys talking about it. I watched it on Amazon. Yeah, they were the guys that were at Kazari's. Yep. Oh my god, dude! I watched it once, and it was last year. Once, once. That's not a movie. That's a movie you watch once a year at least. God, I just watched that a few weeks ago. Well, it's no required it's fresh viewing. in your cranium. It's it's fucking required viewing. I have that on cassette. I have that on videotape and and DVD. The day the DVD came out, this guy's call. Go get the DVD. <laughs> you know, I'm like, I fucking text him. Look what dropped on DVD today. Yeah, that day, bought. Well, we've been. You, you, he would crash at my house, right? <laughs> we'd uh, we'd get off work. We'd get off the Dorney bus. Before we actually, before we went to work, I would go down to Terry's and I would rent the video. <laughs> and we'd come home and come home from work, crash in my house, and we'd fucking stay up all night watching Decline of Western, watch Headbangers Ball, then Decline of Western Civilization. Yep. And it was like, that was like our Bible. Yeah. You know, there's and, nothing admirable about being a dead legend. Yeah. And I still can't find where the clip is with Ozzy that I. We both know it, and I can't find it. Where it's like, I have a hard time conjuring myself out of bed in the morning, <laughs> much less conjuring up spirits. But you can't find it. No, no. But I, we know we've seen that interview. Right. But where the hell was it? Yeah. But we've seen so many that's, videos. That's the Mandela effect. No. Not we, for two of us. Not for, yeah, no, not for two of us. But It the thing can is, be. But the thing is, like, we've cl- conflagrated <laughs> interviews from, <laughs> di- from different musicians. Oh, yeah. Because we've seen so many on MTV. Right. I mean, it could have been one that just, you know, Adam Curry might have been freaking talking to Ozzy. But one of the, like, Decline of Western Civilization, one of my favorite lines in there is Joe Perry. <laughs> hey, you got to buy a guitar string somewhere. 
Jeez. Yeah, that was. Yeah, that was that was just an awesome, awesome movie. Yeah. Now I might have to watch it. You know, this weekend just to watch it again. I'm gonna say now. now I'm gonna have to watch it again. Yeah. Do yeah. you have a videotape? Well, I think it's actually, it's on Amazon Prime. It's actually on YouTube as well. I have Amazon. Yeah, but YouTube is free. So is Amazon Prime if you have Prime. So is Prime Video if you have Prime. Okay, nobody's sponsoring us. Now, next. Uh, next. Lynch Ma, Wicked Sensation. Okay, George now, Lynch's first. Yeah, I didn't listen to the album, record. but I don't know why when I when I was looking these up, the album cover has the skull on it. Right. So I know I've, I know somebody I know must have had this. I've seen it. And I knew, you know, George Lynch from Dokken, but I don't think I ever listened to this. If I did, it was in somebody's car. Yeah. Just See, in I, passing. With me being not, I, I've never been much of a Dokken fan. So, eh. All right. Same here. I was never okay. few few songs of Dokken. That's about it. Yeah. And now, now this is this is the one that, that Jim and I know very intimately. Poison, Flesh and Blood. There we go. Great album. Our first concert. Yep. Oh, cool. Not together. We were at it, but we not were at together. It, but did, we didn't. We didn't even know each other at the time. Yeah. You, you were there. You were there concurrently, but you didn't know yeah, each other. Yeah, and I saw Skinny there too. Yeah, at, at Stabler. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> Dressed in the the bandana, the ripped jeans. I mean, he looks so glam metaled up. And I, from knowing Skinny beforehand, from you know around town, he didn't dress like that. No. He dressed normal. Yeah. And when I saw him, I was just like, what happened? (laughs) See, at this point. I'm going to a show. (laughs) At this point in in our lives, um, Aaron and I were, you know, we were were friends, but I had drifted more. I don't fucking believe I'm going to say this. I drifted more toward you. You know, Uh, you and I became, this is when we started becoming tight. You got stuck in a riptide there. That's what happened. But. You know, Aaron, like Aaron. It's not Dusty. You're crying. <laughs> Who's cutting onions? <laughs> Fucking onion cutting ninjas. Uh, but um, at this time, I was also becoming too, uh, in my own mind, too cool for glam metal. <laughs> I was. This is when I started really listening to Cannibal Corpse. Yeah. And Deicide and mm-hmm. Death. You know, I started listening to the really heavy, really extreme stuff. So there was no fucking way I was going to be caught dead at <laughs> a poison show. Now, looking back, I wish I would have gone. Yeah, it was. I think it and you might remember this more. Than I, I know that I think Bobby and doll and uh, Cece got into a little altercation on stage. We talked about this and I, I, I want to say I might remember that, but I don't. I just remember them banging <clears throat> into each other. Yes. And, and I think Cece fucked up like Bobby's rhythm at that point. Like you made me fuck, and he, he got fucked up. And he, and he got all pissy yeah, about a, it. A little bump turned into a shove. Then yeah, yeah, a little bump turned into like almost like a mosh pit on stage. Yeah, the main, well, this the, is about the. Go ahead. The main thing I remember about that show was Blasey Elias's drum solo mm-hmm. when they had all the lights off and he used glow in the dark drumsticks. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice! That was freaking pretty neat. The funny part about that was well, Slaughter started with uh, Highway to Hell. I only remember that because I thought it was so weird. When the lights went out, they started playing Highway to Hell. Do you, and think, you, do you think you went to the wrong show? No. Mark, well, Mark Slaughter's <laughs> vocals like, were like high enough to be like, you know, ACDC. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, ACDC too? And then, oh, no. Yeah. And when the lights went out, the guy standing in front of us at Stabler, was it Stabler or? It was yeah, Stabler. Stabler. He jumped over the barrier to go down to the floor seats cocksucker but it's about eight feet down 
face. It's like, but I, he was standing in front of me. The lights went down. He went over the fucking railing. Yeah, the lights went down. When the lights came back up, I'm watching him like bob and weave through the crowd. Nice. <laughs> it's a, Good on you. What, what What's on Flesh and Blood other than Flesh and Blood? Uh, Swamp Ride to Solo. Ride the Wind. Ride the Wind's on that, I think. Some, unskinny Bob. Something to, yeah, Unskinny Bob, Something to Believe something In. Something to Believe In. Okay, now, Ride the Wind is probably... Every Rose? No, no that's on, that's that's on Open Up and Say Off. Yeah. Um, Ride the Wind is probably in my top three Poison songs. Yeah. Favorite Poison songs. I love that fucking song. I was actually, and I forgot about it because I, I have the I have the bandana that I bought at that show. Uh-huh. And I still have the tour book and everything. You know, yeah, where they had tour books at shows. Yeah. I was going to wear the bandana today. Nice. I bought a t-shirt. And uh, it was the Slaughter t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And on the back, it said, Up all effing night. <laughs> And the UCK was asterisk, you right. know? So my dumbass thought that'd be a cool shirt to wear to school. <laughs> and I think we all made dumb t-shirt well, decisions in school. I can still remember like it was yesterday. I wasn't that dumb because I brought another shirt with me and put it in my locker. <laughs> I got one for you. And I can still remember... Being in Mr. Zuluk's physics, physics class, and Mr. Harkins comes in, the English teacher that Lisa loves, right. you know, comes in, there, that's him right there. Take him right down to the office because of that shirt. Look at that disgusting shirt. I'm like, okay. Now, guidance counselor comes against me, and I knew the guidance counselor because I, I hung out with his son. Yeah. And we're walking down. He goes, you know, we just got to walk down to the office. I said, I know. I said, just so you know, I have a spare shirt in my locker. He goes, okay, let's just sit in the office for a little bit, and I'll let you go get your shirt. We've got to make it look like I did something. I was like, nice. okay. Well, I had uh, a, a little, a few years before this, I'd gone to see Guns N' Roses and Aerosmith at Pocono Downs. Okay? Yep. I bought two T-shirts that day. I bought the Guns N' Roses Appetite for Destruction with the original cover on it. Mm-hmm. You know, the, 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 the robot rape scene. And I bought an Aerosmith shirt. And it was, had a brick wall painted on the back and said, shit happens. Guess who wore those two shirts to school? <laughs> this guy. You. Yeah. So I'm sitting in Mr. I'm sitting in Mr. Wargo's. Uh, now, the Guns N' Roses, that's the one where the chick has her panties around her ankles. Yep. And oh, yeah, there's a lot going on in that And picture. the titties are hanging yeah, out. Yeah, the titties are hanging out. Right. Um, I'm sitting in Mr. Wargo's class. Doug's uncle. Okay. I'm sitting in Mr. Wargo's class. You need to go put a jacket on or change that shirt. Turn it inside out. When you buy my clothes, you tell me what the fuck to wear. Not a minute sooner. How'd that go over? I got sent to the office. (laughs) I still never turned my shirt inside out. But there was another teacher who's going to remain nameless. Um, I was a little more sensible with the shit happens one. I had a jacket on. But... I get into this teacher's class and I decide I wanted to go smoke a cigarette. So Mr. Yeah, man, man, I need to go to the bathroom. So I go to the bathroom. I smoke a cigarette and uh, he comes back and says, uh, hey, that bathroom's awful smoky. I said, yeah, and you missed a little of last week's paycheck. And I pointed under his nose. <laughs> no. Yeah. 
Uh, uh, just sit down. Okay. <laughs> Nothing was said about the shirt either. <laughs> oh, no. He went in there to do blow. Well, no, he did the blow before class or something because mm. the uh, the residue was there. But anyway, oh but anyway, uh, what do you got next? Next, Primus Fizzle Fry. Primus is debut. Yes. Well, no, I think they had suck on this before that, which was their EP. Okay, I'm full length deb- debut. Yeah, this has John the Fisherman on mm-hmm. it. Uh, what the hell else is on? It? Uh. You know Kirk Hammett's in that video. I think he's in the boat. Yeah, he's one of the yeah, sailing the seas no of cheese shit. is the one that I knew that's of later. first. Yeah, so. that's the one that has uh, one of his big brown beard. Yeah, well, Jerry was a race car driver. Okay. All the good stuff. So, yeah. Well, I'm, this is like where they just started. Is like something totally new. Oh God. Uh, actually, you know what? Uh, Tommy the cat isn't on this one. That's on. That's on a later record. But there's a video. Of Primus before they got signed playing Tommy the Cat mm-hmm. live at some college station. Oh my God, Primus! I I can't wait. I'm going to well, me and Randy are going to see them in May. Yep, and that you know that's a band that I've always been been into, and they're just fun and such amazing musicians. Primus is fun. Oh yeah, I love Primus. I think one of your favorite Queens right albums coming up, Empire. Empire is a great record. I yes. I like yeah. a few things on it. Uh, I mean, you got the you got the title track, mm-hmm. Empire. Yep. Um, which is uh, like kind of a tale of life in urban America. You know, mm-hmm. uh, got an AK forty seven for his, his best, best friend, friend, business the American way. Yep. Uh, what else is on there? Della Brown, Jet, Jet City, City Woman. Woman. Uh, something with black. What's that? The lady wore black. No, that's on the that's on the EP. That's on the the first EP. Uh, Silent Lucidity. Silent Lucidity's the on there. Della Brown. Yep. Okay. A uh, lot of good stuff. This is like Queensrÿche at the commercial height. Oh, definitely. Um, and mostly on the back of mm-hmm. Jet City Woman, and especially yeah. Silent Lucidity. I think Empire was more Empire. Well, no, I think I think Lucidity did right. Radio play, yeah. Lucidity was everywhere. Yeah, but I mean, it's a really, really solid album, and uh, you know, I, I, Queensrÿche has very rarely misstepped in my eyes. Was uh, another lonely night on this? Another rainy yes. night. Another rainy that's night. Another, another that's rainy night. That's yep. on there too. Yeah, great song. Uh, after this, uh, Rat Detonator. One of their later albums. Don't know were, too much about. Yeah, that they were on their way out, but I figure I put on because it's Rat. Yeah, and they were kind of a little bit far. And then Sacred Reich, The American Way. What a great album! Yes. Uh, the the title track is fucking amazing, mm-hmm. and here we are, twenty two years later. Right, thirty two years later. Yep. What am I saying? Mm-hmm. Thirty two years later. And it's still true. This was once the land of dreams. Now those dreams have turned to greed. In the midst of all this wealth, the poor are left to help themselves. A capitalist democracy. No one said that freedom's free. Lady Liberty rots away. No truth, no justice, the American way. Mm -hmm. 32 years on, it still hits. Yep. And uh, Love Hate is on there. That's that's a fucking great out, a great song, um, and this is coming off of the heels of Metallica's "Injustice for All." Yeah, and the production is very similar. 
It's a very tight, very sterile sounding album as far as the production. It's not there's not a whole lot of raw to it, but it's still a great fucking record. Um, then you have um, Johnny. Can you hear me? Turn this. Who's to blame? Who's to blame? That's like, uh, you know, kind of a, a knock on the PMRC and parents wanting to not take responsibility for raising their fucking kids. Yeah. You know, because it's about a kid who 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 hangs himself. He's being fucked with by his parents. Um, Johnny, can you hear me? Turn that music down. You're making too much noise. I mean it. Do it now. All that stuff is evil. Evil. Ozzy, Judas Priest. There's backwards messages and that stuff that leads you to the beast. Right. And here it's the fucking parents pushing him Mm -hmm. and bullying him, you know, trying to to make him something he's not. Yeah. And the kid just can't take it anymore. That's why me as a parent, I've always let my kids I've 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 nudged my kids in directions as far as trying to do things. And I've and I've always supported them anything they wanted to try, but I've never forced my kids to do any any sport, any mm-hmm. activity. If you want to do it, I got your back. I will support you 100%. I got I I believe in letting my kids live their own life. I've lived mine, let them live theirs. Yeah. And that's a song that takes that, mm-hmm. you know. And then there's at the end of the tr- at the end of the album 31 flavors. I know that one. That's the one where it starts off with that funk bass line. Mm-hmm. And then they're talking about, you know, uh, they're just talking about all the music that they get off on. Okay. Uh, it's a funk song by a metal band <laughs> talking about all the different bands that they fucking groove on. And it's super cool. You know, I love the fact that they're saying it's okay. In fact, there's a line in there. Don't just be a metal dude. It's cool, fool. Yeah. You know? Well, a lot of stuff at this. That's why it's like there's so many different types at this era yeah it was like everything was being thrown at the wall you could you could like a little bit of everything well yeah and then i mean at this time you also had bands like ugly kid joe yep who did a lot of different types of shit in their music scatterbrain did a bunch of different types of stuff in their music right next up on the list scatterbrain <laughs> now now you two bastards can talk about it you've been yeah this is this is here comes trouble Yep. What an album. Uh, awesome album. And almost like half, I want to say comedy because they weren't, but my God. You're raking my eye. Yeah. Well, Cheech that was from. Uh, well, that's a Cheech and Chong Yeah, Kong. I know. I know. But it's like, yeah, from uh, Drunken Milkmen. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, here, here Comes Trouble. Don't Call Me Dude. Mr. Johnson and the Juice Mr. Crew. Mr. Johnson and the if Juice If I was crew. president, there'd be a Johnson day. I'm trying to, what's one that the Insta Karma song? Oh, I'm with Stupid. Yep, I'm yep. with Stupid. Yeah. Oh, and they God. used the John... No, and they used, I've grown stupid. Yeah, but no, it was... I'm, or, with, I'm stupid. with Stupid, yeah. And they I've, used the John Lennon. Instant karma is going to get you. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to knock you right in the other head. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're using, like, Beatles lines, and Down With The Ship had so many... Oh, God. I mean, that album had just through everything nope nope not going no nine sailing on a big ship yeah that's that's (laughs) deaf dumb blind yeah yeah and that that just had everything in it was crazy and then they were gone 
Yeah. Yeah. They had another, they had another album after this called Scamboogery. Which yep. I can't, you can't find anywhere. Yeah. And that was the end of them. Well, they did uh, they did a reprisal of Down with the Ship on that. <laughs> oh, I didn't remember. Yeah, that. Down with the Ship, Slight Return. <laughs> slight Return. Yeah. Uh, they're God. They're, those guys were so good. Oh mm-hmm. my God! Yes, I love. I just love the story and don't call me dude. Yes, and, and and you know, and you can tell, like by watching the videos. You know, these guys they didn't take themselves seriously. They were out there having fun. Right. Yeah, and they kind of. Rem- I mean, and like Psycho Stick did stuff like that. Yeah. Um. Oh, what was uh, one fierce beer coaster? Hefty fine. Uh, Bloodhound Gang. I was gonna say, oh, one God. fierce beer coaster. Yeah, Blood, Bloodhound the Gang. The album did... looks like a beer coaster. Yeah. Bloodhound Gang did stuff like that. You know, it's like where they seem to be just having fun. Fire yeah. Water where burn. it's like, like the AR man came in. What is this? Eh. <laughs> it's like, it's Fakakta. Yeah, and the, and the, and even like the Here Comes Trouble, the um, the album cover was awesome. Yes. The high voltage sphincter winking live wire laxative. <laughs> yes, or. Timmy learns a lesson. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, that th- that was such a fun album. I, I got to listen to that again. Yep. Uh, after this, uh, Scorpions, Crazy World. I love that album. Eh. What you mean, eh? That was my I, first I, Scorpions. That had Winds of Change on it. Winds of Change. That's why. But yeah. there was there, no. There was another banger on there. Oh my God! It was tease me, tease please me, me, please me. That was it. You and see, uh, hit between the eyes. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of good stuff on there. See, this is where we a, have Jim. There's a okay, lot of because sometimes your opinion sucks. There's a lot of uh, the, there's a lot of stuff on there, <laughs> but you got, dude, you got to understand. I grew up listening to the old Scorpion stuff. I grew up listening to Taken by Force, Virgin Killer, Tokyo Tapes. You know the stuff with Uli Roth on guitar, Blackout, before. Follow the Moscow down to Gorky Park. That we needed that song in 1990. Yes, we did. Valhalla played that because the wall. Yeah, I know. Was like you know that was a big thing. When, you rem- do you remember Valhalla playing that? Not really. I do. <laughs> I mean, back then, I mean, there, there was a period when it was like you know it was after Cold War, and there was Perestroika, Glasnost, and Russia. They're not all bad. Look at what's going on now, fool. Well, he's trying to get everything back. Yes. Well, as soon as, you know, everything goes back to normal, we'll have another album. No, the Scorpions are doing a residency not, in Vegas. Not them. There'll be another band to do an album. Yeah. yeah. Good on them. Uh, it, it's. I I wouldn't rate it in my pants. I wouldn't put it on my Mount Rushmore of Scorpions albums. Let's put it that way. All right. I liked it. Well, let's put it. I, and, and I can't, you know, look, I have uh I have Crazy Nights. What is that? What was that name? Name of it? Crazy World. Crazy. What Crazy was the name? World. Crazy World. Well, I have that, uh-huh. and then I have their two disc greatest hits. It was Crazy World. Crazy World. Okay. I wasn't sure what so you were that's, asking. Well, that's me. where I'm at. Yeah. Uh, go back to their earlier stuff uh, with Uli Roth on guitar. It's like you'd swear it was two different bands. All right. One I know you like. Suicidal tendencies. Lights. I think you missed. I think you missed one. Who? I think you missed one. Well, don't don't say it because I'm intentionally missing one. No, I I I I don't begin with an S. Yes. Okay. Save it. We'll get to it. Okay. Just keep it. Look at it. Remember it. 
Keep it in your fucking brain. Okay. <laughs> it had no pockets. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Lights, camera, revolution. I love one of my favorite Wait, suicidal. You missed albums. an M one then too. Okay. You 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 you'll get after this one. You'll get your fucking turn. Sorry. Do you have the pepper? No, I don't. I ha- have the pepper. I don't have my pippers. Right. Okay. Lights, camera, revolution. Yes. That's got some great stuff on mm-hmm. it. Some sui- some absolute bangers from suicidal tendencies. It's got uh, "You Can't Bring Me Down," the open, which yes. I think is the opening track. "You Can't Bring Me Down." Send me your money. Awesome song. Everybody had a song about the TV preachers. At this <laughs> yep. Point. Uh, and Mike Muir might have put it best. Here comes another con man hiding behind a dollar. His only or hiding behind a collar. His only God is the only is the Almighty Dollar. He ain't no prophet. He ain't no stealer. He's just a two bit goddamn money, money stealer. Yeah, alone was on this one, which is oh god, such a, a I beautiful think, song by Suicidal. Yeah, I think Lovely's on here too. Yep, Lovely, la, 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 Lovely. But oh god, the you can't bring me down. That is they and they still play it live. Mm-hmm. Great fucking song. And I use I uh, like I use a line or a, a part from that all the time. Uh who are you calling crazy? You wouldn't know what crazy <laughs> was if Charles Manson was eating fruit loops on your porch. Yep. Great yeah. song. What's what's your S? I'm pretty sure Bad Motorfinger came out this year. Soundgarden. Sound I wasn't on the list. I would have put it on because it was Soundgarden. Yeah. It wasn't on this list. Maybe it was next year. No, I'm pretty sure it was 90. It's no, okay. I'm pretty sure it was 91 or it would have been on Kerrang! list too. Yeah. Okay. Uh, we'll talk. We'll see you next week. All right. What's next? Tesla. Five-man acoustical jam. Okay. That was their unplugged album. Yep. And that had the signs on it. Yep. That had their version of signs on it. Uh, I think there's an acoustic version of Modern Day Cowboy on there. Mm-hmm. Yep. My favorite Tesla song. I, I fucking love Tesla. Those guys, and they're still throwing down, still got it going. I know? like Tesla. I didn't, I didn't love them. I, I appreciate them, though. Yes? What's funny about Tesla is I had, uh, I was a big Def Leppard fan. Okay. And I have uh, a VHS tape. Are you going to start eating your dicks now? No, no, no. I thought oh, well, I stopped playing it. with your dicks. I thought I broke it. <laughs> I thought <laughs> yeah. he broke his dick. Broke the dicks. Um, and I had... Uh, a VHS, it had all of their videos. Right. And there was a video on there for Me and My Wine mm-hmm. that never really played on MTV back in the day. Yeah. But at the end of the video, Tesla's in it. Oh, wow. Yeah. All right. Next band is a band that should have gotten bigger. Okay. Trickster. I debut. have to agree. Yeah. yeah. That, that was... that was Yes, a, it is good... St- if they, you, were a bon, if they were a Bon Jovi... Discovery, I yeah, believe. and they were they were right around the. My like, sister liked Trickster. I couldn't that, like Trickster because my on. sister that, liked that Trickster. That doesn't invalidate anybody. No, no, yeah, yes, it does. Yes, no, somebody else liking something doesn't invalidate no. your pick. They were so freaking campy and no. over the top. Oh, that like, was good fucking hair like, metal. Yeah, no, they were you know not. Was? They it was were like s- a fucking. It, you know how they put together boy bands now? It's like somebody put together a glam band back then. What you mean, like the pictures you had on your wall? By the way, he was incorrect. No, I wasn't. You told me you had boy band pictures on your the wall. The fuck I did? I, I told you I had it. I said I had none. 
I said the first time I had a I, I had a freaking goddamn poster on my wall is when I was in college and I had a picture of Jerry Rice jumping over Candlestick Park. What pictures were on on the wall in, in the in your bedroom as a child? I didn't have any. Uh, you said you had a Lamborghini. I said uh, yeah, the standard Lamborghini fucking And what else? That's it. No, there were more. He had new edition. <laughs> the fuck there was? You told me there was a bunch of them. He had NKOTB. <laughs> the fuck I did? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> Trickster. There's a there's some good shit there. There is, man. I, I'll let you. I'll loan you the CD. It's good stuff. Give it to I've me. I've heard the CD. There's, give it to me. Good. Yes. I love that. I love that song. Look at us. We're driving around the desert on our ATVs. Oh, you remember the video? Of course uh, I do. How, how much of an impact must they have had on your life? You know what? <laughs> I, I, I'm in, I'm admitting I like Trickster's music. I can't tell you thing one about that video. Yeah, I don't even know they had a video. I remember them having a video, but I don't remember the ATVs. Hmm, closet fan much? Yeah. No. We had a guy that worked in uh, ski ball at Dorney. Uh huh. Who was a dead ringer? I think for the one guitarist in, in Trickster. Okay. And funny enough, you've heard of the band Rubik's Cube. Yeah. Yes. The guitarist of Trickster is in that band. Well, no wonder you like them. I they're okay. Lisa is more of a fan than I am. I I like them, but they do they lean heavy into the pop eighties. Yeah. Yeah. And they really they really I don't know. I mean, it's good, but I I think their set list hasn't changed at all. You know, th- considering that one of the guitar players from Trickster's in the band, you would think they would do Give It To Me Good or Surrender. Well, they're an 80s band. It's 90s. True. But still, when, when he, I mean, I'm, what, I'm looking at this guy. Like, he looks damn familiar. And they say, oh, yeah, this is the bands he was in. I'm like, oh, well, shit, there you go. Next time I see them, I'm seriously considering bringing my Trickster CD and have him sign it. I, I, Just so he remembers where he came of from. The, of the power ballads of this time, Surrender is actually one of my favorites. I don't even remember that song. I'll loan you the CD. No, thank you. He uh, it, word, it, words of silence echo Look, through this lonely room. Just a photograph of dreams that won't come true. You, you, you can't be closed-minded to any of this music. You know, saying music sucks and it's bad. I mean, that's a bad attitude to have. I I, said it was bad back then. Look, look, I'm the guy with a mushroom head tattoo. I just didn't like them. They were just not. I don't know. They they just they tried too hard. I just just saying that from looking at it, they tried too hard. That's not what we do in this basement. We don't say bands suck and we don't say bands are bad. You do it all the time. (laughs) Allegedly. I'm Allegedly. I'm surprised you let me down here with this shirt on. Well, I don't want to see your fucking gut hanging out. <laughs> okay. The last you got, one. You got, <laughs> as I would say to my cat, you got a blub blub belly. <laughs> yeah. The, the last one I have in this list, I remember having this. I remember having this tape and I had to hide it from my mother. Okay. Because I did not want to explain it, of what it was. Warrant Cherry Pie. Great yep. album. <laughs> yep. Have that as well. I. I did not want to explain that one away, but man, that is a great album. And yeah. I, I like this better than Dirty Rotten Phillies Thinking Rich. Uh, there, I, mm. Yeah. Uh, from from an overall standpoint, yeah. yes. From I Saw Red, Uncle Tom's Cabin, Cherry Pie. Um, 
I'm trying to think what else was on. Love there. and Stereo. Love and Stereo. Uh, oh. Blind Faith. Love and Stereo is such a great song. Oh God, fresh out of Looking Back, Texas. Yeah. I didn't expect that pair. Both yep. of them had one thing in their minds, and both of them were willing to share. <laughs> I never had two women before, but I'm an open-minded person, so baby, lock that door. Yeah. Now that allegedly was about a threesome. Allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> <laughs> and you know the record. Was and this is common knowledge. The record was supposed to be called Uncle Tom's Cabin, mm-hmm. and that was supposed to be the lead single. But the A and R guy, probably fucking John Kaladner. John Kaladner, he's geffen. But <laughs> the A and R guy comes in and says, "I don't hear a single." And in the matter of two hours, they write Cherry Pie, <laughs> and was everywhere. Yep, I don't. I never heard the story though why they started it out with Dirty Rotten, Filthy Stinking Rich. I don't know. I mean, it's like... It's just a nice callback. Yeah, but it's just weird that they start it. Now, before we get to the number one, which I didn't mention, uh-huh. um, there weren't a lot of new notable bands at this time because I think every great band had already formed. So the the new bands, I have our body count. Okay. Started this. Finger 11. Okay. Okay. My Dying Bride. Okay. I don't know if... You might know My Dying Bride. More I don't know them. I know Finger 11. Yeah, they were more of an emo band. Yeah. But but and this band I put on because I actually enjoy them. It's called Skyclad. Uh-huh. Uh it's a European um very um uh power metal, but along the lines of like, you know, very very pagan themes. Nice. I, I, I love I love Skyclad. Uh Temple of the Dog. Okay. Now Well Temple of the Dog was kind of a super group. They but they were they were a one off. That was you know, that was a tribute album. Okay. For the guy from Mother Love for Bone. Andrew Wood. Right. And, and it, it was Pearl Jam and Soundgarden mm-hmm. together. And they still formed, you know, this year. Yeah. Together. When did that album come out? Probably 90, next year. Yeah. Probably 91. Yeah. And then Tool started this oh, year. Oh, yeah. love me some Tool. Yeah, I so, bet you do love Tool. So, so Shut tool. it. So, allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. <laughs> All right. So that's, that's, uh. that's, see, there wasn't many new bands that were notable formed in 1990 because... All everybody was already there, right? You know, we have a few years before the great bands like Limp Bizkit come up, and uh, <laughs> you know they're going on tour again. Yeah, it's called what is it called? The Limp Bizkit Still Sucks tour. Yeah. All right. Damn. So there was a lot going on here in uh, 1990. Yes, it was a good year, great year. If no matter what genre you liked in music, it was there. Wait, 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 wait. Genre, genre, G. E N R E. Yes. That's French genre. I don't speak French, okay? Now, anyway. You barely speak fucking I was English. Say that. <laughs> yes, but no matter what you're into, Southern rock, mm. metal, hair. I mean, 90 had it all. 90 had everything. And I have looked into the future. Okay. Of 90. And I got to say, after 90. Shit starts to really slide on every format. All right. Well, um, we're already over two hours in, so let's get the number one. And uh, yep. Number one, according to Kerrang, is you probably guessed it. Megadeth with Rust in Peace. Good album. Not my favorite. Oh, my favorite. I know. I know. It's a lot of it's on a lot of people's favorite list. Oh, it's a it's a great yeah, album. It is my favorite Megadeth album. of 1990. I'll say that. Well, yeah, because never mind. Yeah, I'm, I I have what to. The f- You're winging a salty at me. 
didn't do anything. No, there was a there was a salt pellet there. When you put your pencil down, it went winging at me. I I got to agree with Bill. It's not my favorite Megadeth record. Mm-hmm. What is? Probably so far so good. So what? Mm. I like uh, Countdown to Extinction. Countdown's great too. I mean, I will say this is my favorite Megadeth lineup. Yeah. They're good, yeah. Because this is the first album with what a lot of people call the classic Megadeth yeah. lineup. It's, of course, Mustaine mm-hmm. and Ellefson. Um, and then you have Marty Friedman on guitar and Nick Menza on the drums. Yeah. Great fucking lineup. And this is this is a great album. Uh, it opens with, you know, one of their signature tracks. It opens with, uh, with uh, Holy Wars. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is on here? Five Magic. Five Magic. Tornado of Souls. Yep. Polaris. Uh, Hangar 18. Yep, Hangar 18. Which, it, <laughs> I listened to that recently. You know, I was listening to uh, driving in my car with my kid. And it's basically the same chorus twice, and it's all fucking drums. And then it's it. Yeah. It's done. Mm-hmm. I yep. didn't realize that back then. It is. I mean, but this is a great record. And yeah. this is... Uh, Wait, high speed? No, high speed dirt's not in this. High one. No, high dirt speed is, dirt is on uh, countdown. That's on yes. countdown. But this is uh, there's a, there's a lot of good stuff. Lucretia, Lucretia, yes. Um, and this is the first Megadeth album where Mustaine was sober. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is one they keep going back to. I think they did two tours now, and I know we saw one tour where they did this album in its entirety. It was a 20th anniversary tour, yeah. right? And they've done it. They, and I think they just did it not too long ago. They did it again. Yeah. Where they just did all Rust in Peace. So it is a very popular album. But yeah. I think to me, listening to it, there's not a lot of, I'm going to say change on it. No, it's a very, it's a, it's a consistent album. Yes. From beginning to end. Yeah. Almost every song has, Kinda, same, it has the same feel, the same tempo, the same yes. beats. Yes. You know. And it's not that that's a terrible thing, but it's like there's nothing like, you know, like Countdown to Extinction sounds way different than High Speed Dirt. Yeah, correct. You know what it I mean? It sounds way different than Sweating Bullets. Yeah, exactly. But but still, my favorite on the album is Five Magics. Great song. You know, and just for that breakdown where he names off the Five Magics, which, you know, thermatology, electricity, but electricity's not magic. It's not magic, Dave. You turn on a light switch, shit happens. It ain't magic. My my, fa- my favorite song on air, and it's it's I, you don't hear it too many. But Tornado of Souls, yeah, Tornado I love, of I Souls love is, that freaking for, riff for nothing more than Marty Friedman's guitar song. Yeah, oh my god, that song is fucking amazing. But everybody knows Hangar Eighteen, yep, and everybody knows Countdown to Extinct or not Countdown to Extinction. What Holy Wars, Punishment Holy Wars. Do. Yeah, you know that's I, it, there's a lot of good stuff on this album. And I can't fault Kerrang for putting it at number one. Oh, no, no, number not one. number one for this year because there wasn't, it was everywhere. I wouldn't have put it as the best album of the year. That's tough. Based on like everything I had, I mean, my God, I mean, it seemed like 1990, there was a lot of bands, if it wasn't on the list, they were taking a break. Yeah. They would release stuff in 89 and 91, and like 90, they kind of stepped back. Right. But like, if I were to, like, my. My personal pick of all the albums we talked about for the best album of 1990, I'm probably going to go with Seasons in the Abyss. Mm. Yeah, you're not going to like what I say. But it's... Uh, Jim, what do you think? I, I, I'm more of a Megadeth fan than I was a Slayer fan. I, 
And the other thing is, this was a lot more. If you, I think this was more commercialized than Slayer was too. Oh, of course. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's more commercial than Slayer. Yeah. Because one is Slayer. You know, and I, I mean, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and nitpick you for oh, saying no. Megadeth no. Oh, yeah. is a better record. It's, you know, that's personal preference. What's yours, Bill? Of this year, I think No Prayer for the Dying might have been my favorite. You're a fucking idiot. <laughs> I was going to say ACDC, <laughs> Razor's Edge, because there are so many on this year. I, this might be my favorite year of all the years Hold, shut we've it. done. Now, 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 I'm going to... Uh, now, now, now. Just because I'm fresh on listening to these. You first. You said it in 88. You said it in 86. You said it in 89. And then you said you didn't say it before. And now you just said it again. Pick a year. <laughs> I just did. Well, 90, stop 90. changing it. Next I, week, it's going to be 91. Well, I couldn't. Listen, I, I can't. I can't state that the next year is my favorite because I don't know what's there yet. In 84, you said 86 was your favorite off the bat. <laughs> you did. He, he. Oh, listen, East. Oh, you did say that. You did say that. Oh, shut up. He did. <laughs> Didn't even do the playback. I'm just saying. I'm just saying that, you know. I know you say it every yeah, time. It's like 90 seems to be, by this list, my favorite. And maybe it's because I was really getting into all music at that time and it, where my life was and what I was doing. and where I mean, but this is like, I don't know if 91 is going to top it. I, I really was, don't. I Well, 91, we have... A bunch of bangers that came out within a couple of months of one another. Well, we're you, not going to talk about that. I won't. I won't. But I, I'm surprised to see all these good albums that came out in '90. Yeah, Megadeth, yeah. Iron Maiden, uh, Slayer, and uh, yeah, ACDC. And so many of these I own. I'm like, holy shit! I, I never realized all yeah. these came out in that one year. Empire, and, and there was 198 released this year. Can, uh, Cowboys from Hell. Yeah. Yeah, 1990 was a banner year for yeah. for heavy music. Holy shit! And and there's shit we didn't even talk about. Yeah, Crocus uh, released an album this year. Carcass released Heartwork this year. Yeah, there was yeah there was a lot of stuff I just didn't put on because the list got big to begin with. Right. It's like what do you pick? What do you don't pick? Yeah, uh, one of the ones on the Kerrang list that I that we didn't talk about and you didn't have on your list was was like, was like I said, Carcass's Heartwork, mm-hmm. which is. Go listen to Car- the Carcass Heartwork album. It's their attempt at a more commercial sound. Yeah. Even the album I'm, cover uh, was very clean. Well, I'm still going to... By Carcass standards. Yeah. Listening to what you were talking the past couple of episodes, Death. I yeah. Think I, I think I got to give them a listen to. Uh, they're a fantastic band. But uh, 1990, all, all in all, great year for music. Mm-hmm. And now, uh, heading into 91... This is where we're the, the reason we brought Jim into this is because he's more of a grunge fan than Bill and I. So we're going to like, especially in the next couple of weeks, we're really going to be getting into his wheelhouse and he's going to be able to speak on this better than we will and more objectively than I will. Hmm. Yeah. And because I wasn't listening to that at the time. Right. At, you know, I listen to some of it now, but even now it's like, it's like when, I, I still don't know, you know, I still don't know the, like, who does certain songs and all that. Yeah. I know bands and all, I can just name references, but who did shit? I don't know. Right. So, all right. Uh, good talk, guys. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Oh, no, no problem. You'll, you'll be here uh, next couple of weeks. 
Uh, we, we, you have a, uh, a sitting reservation for the next few weeks. No problem. All right. So until next time, when we get into 1991, this has been Oh No, Not Them. I'm Eric. Bill. And Jim. See you later, motherfuckers.